<laughs> exactly. Should probably make that the episode title. Pit pit. <laughs> uh, did we want to? Uh, what was the plan, Matt? Did we want to present a mission, a game, or how do you want to do this? Well, I figured uh, you and I can take a day off um, on describing missions, and uh, we can okay. get. Jack, have you played a tournament lately? In a tournament lately? Not recently. The last tournament I played in was in September. It was a pretty fun doubles event, you know, which was interesting enough, but you know, not exactly the freshest news. Uh, the next one up is LVO in a couple weeks. But. Jack played me recently, so that's uh, something. That I was a tournament that. level game. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was fun. jealous. I was very jealous. Why don't, um, Charles, I know you have. Uh, you just had that uh, tournament. If you want to go into it, uh, we can jump into that. If you don't feel like talking about it, oh, that's fine. Um, uh, so we'll the way that we'll do this. Um, we'll do probably a game with you, Charles. You can just talk about the tournament, talk about things in games, um, and then we'll kind of like we kind of ramble around for a little while until either Miles or I get bored or just run out of things to say. And we segment um, and we'll, into the Nerva book. Yeah, then we go into the Nerva book. book. <laughs> um, so basically entropy leads us there. It was quite yeah, appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And um if you guys do want to go over your games, Marty, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that toy from you right away. Go over there. And dogs are the same, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Marty. Go, uh, go. Yeah, uh, Jack, do you feel comfortable uh, talking about that game? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we were, we're doing okay. a little bit of a tournament prep, I guess, just to, to briefly describe that. And I was trying to try out a list that I was considering for LVO. So I plopped two half-painted ogres onto a base to proxy in for Glutose or Scully and, and ran a pretty tight little uh, Slanesh list that I was frankly a little bit uncomfortable with because I just I normally go the opposite way in my list building for tournaments where it's all the bodies and all the different fluffies and all sorts of different screens to just sort of work off of depravity points and the fact they can't kill you quickly enough. Instead, I had a big fat man himself in a chariot, uh, a keeper of I secrets. Yeah. Jack, I meant, uh, are, are you prepared to talk about that at length yeah. in the podcast? Yeah, we still oh, got to yeah, introduce yeah. the We still got to do the intro. I was, I was asking if uh, if I just hand you the mic on that, are you ready to go? Well, I think I proved that that's a resounding yes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry, All right. I didn't mean to run away with it. No, you're golden. We we have it recorded. So if, uh, if you like suddenly have a brain fart when trying to describe it again, I will splice it in. Back in. Yeah, and do like a I'll put in like the the what is it radio edit like and then you know just like yeah, neatly cover <laughs> that potential stroke right to stare at the screen blankly with a rivulet of drool. I mean and it, it would yeah, for me I'd probably extend it, like slow down the time and just make that uh even longer. I feel like that would be worth more of all of our time here. Um there'd be a lot of ways to make value of that, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, um, so yeah, so why don't we go through, uh, actually let's do, let's do, uh, Miles and Jack talk about tournament prep and then Charles, let's go into tournament and then, um, we'll go into Nurgle. Uh, I have an idea for Nurgle, but I'm probably going to be doing a lot more listening to the people who've gone through the book more and, you know, go poking and prodding to see if there's like any interesting ideas and then counters. Sure. So, 
All good? Yeah. All good. good. Sweet. Um, welcome. 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 In, in an age long distance, there in, was a man with a hammer. In His another name was Sigmar. Another <laughs> couple of people were doing things <laughs> and stuff. It, it was his birthday, and this is the age of Sigmar. <laughs> uh, a Saturday morning cartoon we never needed but do deserve. Yes. Right? <laughs> uh, welcome to Always Strikes Last uh, Age of Sigmar podcast. Uh, I'm Matt, and I'm joined. No, you're Matt. I'm Miles. Jesus. I'm Miles. Off to a good start. <laughs> and I'm also God, Matt. Amalgamating. And, and we're, uh, I was looking at you on the screen. Jeez, uh, and we're joined today uh, by two excellent uh, co-hosts, um, Jack and Charles, who have uh, uh, joined us uh, for today's discussion. Yeah, um, and it's it's. I feel like it's been a little while. You know, everybody. Hope you had good holidays and such. And if they weren't good, yeah. then I hope they were great. And right. yeah, so how, how was y'all's holidays? All good? All great? All grand? All wonderful? I presume yeah. on the vein of wonderful, we had some, you know, COVID dodgy and scares, but we managed to make it to the festivities and you know, no dire things happened. So I'd say pretty good. <laughs> That's the way to be. I played some hammer of war a little bit. There got my go. butt kicked. Yeah. We with like too. <laughs> three or four days just beating you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we had a full tournament that where I placed last, it was amazing. Ooh. The two player tournament. And I, I placed completely last. I placed oh, one man. through seven. <laughs> it only took bringing out my vampires. Um, yeah. How was, there we go. and um, Jack and Miles actually uh, had a game over. We did. Over break. We did. I was, right? uh, I was back on the East coast for uh, holiday festivities and managed to check out. Jack had a new place since, uh, since I was last out there. So I got the, Got the grand tour. He still know, has it that. though, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Still around. Still has it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we settled down to a nice uh, basement game of Warhammer, you know, the classic. Um, nice. See Jack was, yeah, Jack was nice enough to lend me his uh, ogres. Um, so that's what I was playing. I was playing the ogres um, using a list that I've played against a bunch of times. Um, so, I had a little bit of experience with what it was, uh, but I, you know, I did, I think I did a pretty good job. I just, yeah, what, what was, what was the game? Tell, walk us through this game. Sure. Uh, Do it. See, what was the mission? I want to say it was like uh, tectonic interference, right? So three, uh, three objectives with one of them being the fancy objective. Yeah. Right, Jack. Good old. Wait, wait, it was one of the six objectives, right? Where you can sort of like oh, no, yeah. claim so them the and burn it's them. The, um, it's the new better part of Valor, right? Where it's hold it, hold it, hold it, burn it. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then, uh, let's see, I had, uh, what's it, two units of uh, gluttons. Yeah, two you had the two units of gluttons. And then a big unit of iron guts. Eight, I think, uh, yeah. A, yeah, a tyrant. Um, a fire belly, which was fun, mm-hmm. and uh, and a and a frost lord on stonehorn. The classic, the classic there, and a, and a handful of dogs. 
You had a butcher too, out. right? I think. Didn't you have a butcher? I did have a butcher. That? That's yeah. right. You're right. I did have a butcher. Oh, you got to so have your dog. Everything. What's up? You got to have your dog. They were actually, they were actually kitties. Yeah. He's a loosely proxied saber tusks of some sort. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 um, you know, so it's kind of a mixed list. I think I was playing um, Blood Gullet or something like that to get my, um, to just try and get a casting advantage using the, uh, the fire belly and the butcher. And mm-hmm. that was, that actually was working pretty good for me with all the pluses to cast. Yeah. That splatter cleaver on the stone horn too. Scary with that guy. Exactly. No so metal cruncher, cool huh? Oh no, definitely. Had, no, no. I had the metal cruncher. Oh, he had that. Was the, um, <laughs> was the, is the relic. It's actually pretty good for like a default relic, you know, from like an older book now. I mean, you put on a big guy, you get all these wounds back just for doing what he likes to do best, which is hit things with his weapon. Yeah. Know? Right. Much more straightforward than some crap you get in certain new books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what'd you bring, Jack? Well, I brought my old Heat Knights and, and like I was kind of a waxing poetic on before. I wanted to try out one of these variants uh, for Alveolus that I was making in a slight divergence uh, or I should say sort of like a segue into the background on that, just to kind of give you guys an idea of the prep that was going into this. I've been mostly in my house, hanging to my wife and my young baby for the better part of the fall. Their baby support options were somewhat diminished with her parents returned to where they live. So fewer tournaments, more dealing with responsibilities. And so a lot of my yeah. Warhammer energies yeah. were theory focused. That, that, was, just, Jack, that, that inherently feels just the wrong, like super wrong. I know it's, she's the God beast that wins, you know, a bit more or less. There but, we go. I mean, uh, I did make like a lot of lists and I was just slicing and dicing it, you know, all these months. And then of course I did the fact and I had to do it all over again, you know, and, and with Slanesh, especially with the heat nights, it's, it's very down to the wire trying to winnow some advantage out of the books. And so I had a couple that looked like they'd be fun and I kept wanting to use the big guy I was painting Glutos. And so a lot of them were featuring him. So I grabbed one of those lists to try it out, see if it would hold any water uh, and you know, brought that to the table. So it was Glutos or Scolian, you know, big 500 point wizard monster chariot dude. Uh, it was a keeper of secrets. It was Sigvald the Magnificent, uh, then some Bliss Barb Archers, a couple men-sized units of um, Demonettes, and I think I had the Chimera, right? Um, that sounds right. You had the chim- you definitely had the Chimera. You didn't have the uh, Fulmeroid Crusher. Crusher. Like, he got I deployed, literally... but then we uh, realized in the last second he was actually Surinat in this list. So he, yeah, like, just... he yeeted himself off the table, essentially. I still don't know what yeet yeah. means, but I think I'm using it correctly in this instance. You're, you're yeah. close, at the very least. <laughs> that's right, yeet, that's right. It, yeet is about power, and uh, Kobe is about control, and that's all I know about it. But there, can, okay. you, can you self-yeet? <laughs> that's the question. Uh, no, you would have to be yeeted, because you can't <laughs> deploy yourself. You can't. Okay. okay. Maybe you got, you a, uh, a Deus Ex Machina <laughs> style yeet out of this situation. <laughs> It was it was pretty funny. It's just like in my memory of the list, I couldn't conceive of a world where I had so few models. <laughs> so I just assumed he had made it in there somehow, but I double checked it. Of course, it didn't. So um, so he was gone. But the cockatrice I had mentioned it was in. So That's it true. was the cockatrice uh, was in. Yeah, so kind of a fun little list, and and you know it. It ended up working out pretty well, but um, the whole theory behind it was get Glutos up, use board control. He's annoying. He can stop people from moving. He had the shards of Valagar, I think, as part of that. So he could, like, you know, drop those in and get people to kind of be stuck in their little cluster. 
None of that worked. The first thing that happened uh, when I think I took bottom oh, he of miscast, one, right? Right yeah, he miscast right with double the... one. Just took damage. Nice. Wow. Just right out the gate. It was a good move. Yeah. So not the most <laughs> impressive. Uh, and of course, you know, I did some maneuvering to try to get ready for ogre charges because I wanted to you know, play for the double turn. And I did the glutose thing and put him up in the middle of the board, you know, cause he's a tar pit, you know, he has the minus one to hit. He's 18 wounds, a lot of ways to get the back with his command abilities. And of course you can turn his three up armor save into something slightly better and make him good that way. So, uh, the, the plan sort of worked. Um, but, uh, you know, it wasn't through Glutose's machinations that the game was won. We ended up squeaking it out versus my oldest guys, but it was a lot due to Sigvald and the keeper who came in in the back using Lurid Hayes shenanigans and carved up uh, most of the important stuff near that one objective over there. I think, what was it, Miles? The um, the Iron Guts got it like a, with a, do- uh, a potential double attack, but then you just were sneaky and wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> yes. So uh, I had gotten, so they didn't come in. I'm trying to think how this went. Either you gave me the first turn. Yeah, I gave you the yeah, first turn. You gave turn. me the first turn, and I moved up, right? Because they're ogres, and they got to punch stuff, right? That's their shtick. Um, and in just an absolute stroke of genius on my part, I had left. I had left guy. I had moved guys forward, but not as forward as they could be. And the stragglers were creating a very nice nine-inch bubble of protection on my backfield, such that, like, you know. Um, there were no extremely juicy spots for Sigvald and the keeper to get into, but there were some medium juicy spots. Oh, that's um, just too droll for, for him. So like, I right? don't know. you know, Jack <laughs> wanted to get in right into the frost Lord. He wanted to get right into the iron guts and just take him out in one fell swoop. But instead I think he ended up having to charge, uh, some gluttons, which he did very well against, um, but, and then I think the key, I want to say the keeper failed his charge. Yeah. The, the keeper failed his charge. And I think it's, so it became somehow like I'd gotten in, I managed to tag your gluttons that could do anything, but right. I had gotten just close enough to kill like three or four iron guts. And you of course remove the models so that I couldn't reactivate him with the keeper's abilities. So like, it was kind of a weird oh, that's right, stalemate. Yeah. yeah. Very clever on my part. Yeah, it it worked out. I mean, it it was like, you know, maybe a medium cut of meat, but it, the meal was satisfying because it disrupted everything you were doing over there. And, you know, That's true. It, yeah, of course, on the other side of the field, Glutose had like the newly painted or semi-painted model syndrome where not only had he, you know, miscast and taken wounds, he got charged right. by uh, the Frost Lord and some other stuff. And he did like a, yeah. a good job so, of dying valiantly, but he did die. <laughs> oh, wow. Unceremoniously. So he, he sort of parked up uh, next to the chimera and I was like, okay, well, and this is a moment where like the, the fact that I don't really play this army and the fact that I've never really fought a glutose, uh, you know, really entered into the equation. I charged him with like everything I had at my disposable disposal, which was a, uh, a frost Lord on Stonehorn, a tyrant and the remainder of the iron guts. I was like, this dude is a force multiplier. He needs to go away. That would be fantastic. Um, and the Frost Lord on Stonehorn popped his uh, once per game uh, reroll everything. Yep. So he was Teflon. He had the runes of runeliness. Runes of eat everything and enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. A clever little trick. I, I found out about. Um, so he popped those. He runs in. Um, 
he ices Glutos. Glutos had taken a few wounds, um, and this Frost Lord just like he's rerolling everything. He's got Metal Cruncher. We're doing great stuff, but it was it was down to the wire. I think it was like we just got him. Yeah, it was like last couple wounds or something because I think he soaked. What did you do? Like the Iron Guts and all the other stuff. Like he'd actually done pretty good because um, he didn't have a like one up effectively. But he had a two up because I was able to use. I think it was um, best day ever you know, on him, sure. but he'd roared me. So I couldn't use, you know, all that defense. So the rend was having an impact and bring him down to a more manageable save. And though I had a five plus plus, you know, there's a ton, ton of mortals that come off of like Stonehorn charges and ogre charges. So sure. it was, it was a, it was sort of a foregone conclusion. He did die, but it was, it was nice yeah. because it left, um, the, I think the, uh, Chimera in a position to keep doing the Chimera thing. And I think we took down. No, the exactly. Yeah. So if you can imagine, the Chimera was on one side of Glutose, and the Frostlord was on that same side. And uh, and this is where I think the crucial mistake was, was mm. um, uh, I wanted to go with the Frostlord first because he is the beefcake, right? And he's going to get it done. Um, but uh, by, you know, by killing Glutose, the Frostlord, that meant that the Tyrant and the Iron Guts really didn't get to fight anything. Well, at least they get the... kind of... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, so I meant, like, uh, so their their potential was kind of wasted, and, you know, if I had thought about it, maybe, or had uh, more experience with the army, um, I mean, we would have changed the order in retrospect to fight with the Iron Guts first or something like that, so that we could try and kill Glutose and then have um, the Stonehorn take out the Chimera, and that would have left Jack's whole middle very, very wide open. Yeah, um, yeah. But I didn't make that choice, and I had to live with those mistakes. You know, you had a you had a twelve wound five plus save monster just living freely, throwing mortal wounds at you next turn, huh? Yep. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had him. We had the cockatrice um, come in, and then a keeper of secrets charged me in the butt. Um, it was a grand old time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, after that, but, you know, uh, crucial middle ground, it worked out pretty well just because they had the momentum back in my favor and had those pieces still. Yeah, exactly. Board. Jack was able to mop up pretty well after that. Uh, it was a good one-two punch there, and I think uh, a couple better decisions by me would have made it, like, really razor's edge. But uh, Jack played really well. Well, thank you. I mean, I had a fun, really fun time. It was a great battle, and, of course, like, it's nice because, you know, Miles brings the competitive spirit, so it's not like uh, he's not doing the tricky things you would run into in a tournament, you know, to try to, like, minimize the sort of shenanigans you can do. Um, the only thing that's kind of disappointing for me is I didn't get to see, like, any of the tricks the list is supposed to be able to pump out, you know, because Glutos is a bonus cast wizard. He has a signature spell, which is you poke something 18 inches away, and it's half run, half charge, half move, you know, pretty good at shutting down stuff. Um, and he, and the shards of Alagar in the right circumstances could like stop entire armies from doing anything, especially cause it stops flight. <laughs> and none of that went right. off. <laughs> I, I keep on looking at that spell and like, there was a, there was a good like three months, I think of like trying to convince myself how to be able to use it um, in mm-hmm. 2.0. And then the new rules I was, I'd immediately just been like, eh, not going to try it even though it looks like it's actually much better, better when I revisited it. Um, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I bought it. I've got one. Yeah. I mean, I've had it just sitting there like, Oh, this was, this yeah. was the spell I wanted to work. Looks and then very cool. Miles sat down and explained to me like how it actually worked in 2.0. I was like, well, fuck this, like full, 
fuck salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It is actually much, much better now. Yeah, I would say it's better than the shackles. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm missing something about that, but you know, you can't stop the shards from working, but you can, you know, cast the shackles. You just have to hope some no one bothers to dispel it the next phase or like things to do that. Like literally any character ever. On a six. I'm honestly afraid of bringing shackles competitively just because I'm probably going to break the model. That's really oh, that's <laughs> like why I never even think of bringing them is like, okay, <laughs> if I bring them, that's not going to be shackles. That's going to be bases and a bunch of tiny plastic pieces. Little chain piece, you know, stick yeah. together. <laughs> and it's, yeah. like, it's great. I got pieces for another Morngold conversion. Yay. There you go. Silver lining indeed. <laughs> so, so you ended up taking that one, Jack? I did. I did. Uh, though, though, ironically, that's not the list I'm going to bring. I made some amendments to try to do, do a better thing i feel yeah. i feel like glutos i've run into him a lot there's a guy that i always end up playing at the tournament scene around here uh his name's tyler he's an amazing player he's been playing slanesh for four years now has it really been four years since i started Maybe. playing competitive yeah three or four something like that um and he's been playing slanesh the whole time and playing with the handicap of like not the kind of disposable income that, um, you know, some nerds have. And, uh, that you th- and he you makes him work in the competitive scene. Yeah. Uh, nice. He Let's makes him work. I, I, but as soon as he started bringing glutose, I was like, okay, that means I have to try glutose. Every time this guy brings something, I'm like, okay, that means I have to try this thing. Cause he can make it work. Yeah. Um, exactly. And, if he's cracked this thing, he, you yeah. got it. Yeah. And there, like, there's, there's, and it, it, Glutus is very interesting how much of a debuff machine he is, like just on his own. And like, it got, I feel like he's another one of those pieces where it's like you just have to completely ignore him and focus on the rest of Slanesh, doing the like same, like, uh, kill a unit, move on, kill a unit, move on, kill a unit, move on, and just run away from him because he's not that fast. He's what, well. eight inch movement? He's eight inch to start with, but then it's like next turn he's a run and charge and all that. So mm, he, can, he, can, he can get going if you want him to. Yeah. But he's got wheels. Yeah. He does. He has wheels and crabmen. <laughs> can we just acknowledge one of the most absurd but delightful models they have released in the last couple of years? Yeah, super right. absurd. Um, but yeah, so that was tournament prep. What, what are you making changes for the list that you're thinking of now? Well, you know, I thought about it and like, I love the keeper, but 420 points, you know, it, it, it is a bit of a one trick point. And the only reason he's really there outside of being a cool monster is to get the double attack, you know, either off of Sigvald or off of Glutus. Yeah. And, you know, he's now more vulnerable because I can't take the Amulet Destiny and have it be what it was like a month and a half ago. So what I swapped it out for was a Senessa. Um, and that gave me enough extra points to bring a unit of the unmade. So I actually have a screen in case I need that. And I have Fulmeroid Crusher who was meant to be in the list all along. So I have like a lot of ways to do mortal wounds. Like I have, um, Sinessa's weird wand. I have her global spell. I have the Fulmeroid secret trick to the terrain where he pounds his fist, recharges. Uh, I have the chimera breathing and I have the cockatrice breathing. And so between those things, I can actually get by more mortal wound protection than most nationalists. And then Glutos is there to play interference. So I can do summoning. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I never every, every, every time you have said cockatrice, I've grimaced a little bit. Um, last night, 
Charles and I had a game where he wanted to borrow my beastmen and try out all herd. Um, oh, nice. And all herd for me is one of the few ones that I've, um, like I've always had a list sitting off to the side, but I've never like, especially in 3.0, like, Oh, you can only use one command point now instead of burning, you know, however many you get from mm-hmm. all knowing I, um, and then however many other command points you can get for like immediate summon. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I bring it, you. bring it, bring it, bring it. So, uh, Charles whips right in, uh, with my own beast and then fucking tables, uh, my my little Slaves of Darkness army that I've been mulling around for a while. <laughs> but the the thing that he did, and I knew it was only partially out of spite. Uh, it was fully spite, out of spite. Fully out of spite. Fully out of glee. spite. Full spite. Full spite full, declared. Full gleeful spite was summoning <laughs> a cockatrice that just oh, my life. It made me. It made me. It made me question question myself as a beastman player because i never bring those things in for enough so, chance for mortal wounds i'll be honest I, I hadn't actually looked at the war scroll i've been bugging uh matt for months about how he needs to bring it because it's such a good model and he never brings mm-hmm. it and i hadn't looked at the thing but i knew that you know i can summon it for five points and with all herd you can get five summoning points a turn and so i did it twice that game it's I, I summoned one on he only has one model so when it died i summoned on another one and it did fantastic oh, yeah. Yep, I I, it. You know, um, our good friend Kirk uh, brings those, and I'm always like, I'm like, what is this stupid bird? <laughs> it's got dumb abilities. <laughs> it looks stupid. It's old and fine cast, and yet it kicks my ass every single time. But it's I'll probably because of the attitude I have about it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you make it roll that four plus. <laughs> it's a it's exactly, a right? it's a fifty it's a fifty fifty chance that that thing will do anything to you. And more than 50-50 chance if you summon it for charging in afterwards. Of the, that damn thing. Of the three times it, it hit something, two of them did six mortal wounds. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. Perfect. I think that's what it did in our game, too. I rolled the hot six for like, oh, I guess all the stuff I was going to devote to killing this Frost Lord isn't necessary because the cockroach is... Well, yeah, you don't have to do that anymore, yeah. Yeah, it really <laughs> earned his 95 points. Yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, like, uh, it's a lot like the the mind stealer spherings in that, like, okay, yeah, its abilities are fine and they're interesting, but they're not super reliable and they're kind of hard to pull off in a good way. But at the end of the day, it's still a ten wound monster, right? And this one can fly and actually move fast, right? And like, you can't just you can't just ignore it because it'll like you actually need to commit something to killing it, and nobody ever wants to do that. Yeah. And you know they. They make its weirdly way to the abilities. Like you never take them seriously, but it does have eleven attacks on a charge. Some of them would rent. You know, it's like it can yeah. stare you in mortal wounds. It yeah. can just score objectives because it's a monster. It's like yeah, all day long. <laughs> it does give away, you know, your free kill a monster thing. Which for a while, I guess you saw a lot of like European and um, and Australian lists just spamming them. Like uh, in all the beastmen oh, yeah. forms, it's like ah, spam. You know, eight. Cockatrice and then whatever. And it's just like, why? Like, I, I won't even, I, I would never do that just because uh, they need a new model. Fine cast. I'm not putting together a fine yeah. cast model. It's, uh, it's fair. <laughs> it was a pain when I was dealing with it. <laughs> like, if they, if they can find a, a 3D print of it, I'm all for it. I will roll threes every time I need to make a stare and fail every nine inch charge with all of my cockatrice. 
One one thing I'll say in defense of that model, Matt, in case you did want to have just one because of how much we're talking it up, uh, or maybe another one, is that once you've gotten through the Bliss Barb Archer experience, it's a really easy kit to assemble, and it's like a joy. Really? So, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that just sets everything in its own limelight <laughs> by comparison. And it's it's the is it I think if if it's anywhere is it like a whole step down? Is it like a whole step down in in turn if you have like a, a a one is Bliss Barb Archers, two is Carcadrac Lord and Knights from the Stark Collecting Box set. Ooh. Three is I don't know like a. It's your pain in the like ass tier list. Yeah, pain in the ass tier list. Three is a keeper, right? Keepers aren't hard, but they're annoying because they got the fiddly bit, fiddly bits. Where do you, um, uh, where do Tree Lord Ancients turn it? Yeah, that's a good question too. Tree Lord Ancients Those are like the fun. easiest thing. Tree Lords, you could just mash them together and put some glue somewhere, no, and then it'll look like a like, tree. Mm, like true. that ankle <laughs> is two pieces, and that shin is two pieces, and the knee is two pieces. And then the leg is like the the calf is two pieces, and then the the right, like. In my defense, I don't have I don't them. I don't have a single tree lord put together the way it's supposed to be put together in the box. So okay. in my defense, I just looked at all the pieces and I was like, okay, you I'm cheated. making tree lords. So maybe it's a harder <laughs> kit than you give it credit for. <laughs> I just didn't give a shit. I was like, okay, this one this one's gonna be this. This one's gonna be that. Well, um, I guess in that rubric, then, Matt, I have to say that the it's got to be somewhere between like you know your your push fit sort of like Chaos Warrior type stuff and like you know the next level up, but it's it's really not bad. It doesn't have any big dependency bits. It's not like it all goes through like one minuscule connection point or something, and, and it's certainly not like the Tesseract Labyrinth that getting one of those bliss barbs together is. Oh man, that's again. I know I've said it before, but that's the only reason I'm not buying that new Slanesh box. I, I it's know because it comes with a unit of archers. I can't even have them sitting in sprues in my house. I've had the same exact <laughs> experience. I know this is a fun tangent, but literally I, I had like a $50 gift card or something like, and I yeah, was trying this to podcast is like all fun tangent. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm we do. I'm very much. But this is envision this. You know, there I had this money burning the hole in my pocket. I think it was even worse. It was like, it was a Christmas sale. So I had oh, to find $50 of something to get some perceived economic benefits. So of course I was going to use this excuse. And I'm just rooting around like the local game store asking, do you have this? Do you have that? I have none of the things they want. Then I see sitting right in front of me for $50, the exact amount another box of bliss Barb archers. And I literally had like a flashback and this is like knowing that I would love to have more of them painted and ready because I'd much rather bring those than like demonettes. Right. You know, but no, no way. I, I actually now just start going to eBay to try to find pre-assembled ones. Cause I maybe buy those and paint them, but I'm never going to sell like it. I'm, I'm telling you, get some, uh, get some Namardi uh, reavers and throw some demonettes heads on them, call it a day and never look back. It's probably not a bad idea, and I don't think people give me any trouble for that conversion. I mean, I mean, yeah, just I don't know. Like, all, find all a couple extra. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the game is like what 40 percent elf. This these days, absurd numbers of elves. Yep. Yeah, you know what else is really big right now? Freaking so. Stormcast, and I'm going to use this as a segue. I just did a segue. Ooh, I like <laughs> it. <laughs> so, uh, so you look like a nerd riding around in those. In segues, yeah, you know. It, so 
<laughs> so here's a funny story. I once watched a cop go off of a a, a, pe- a dock into water on a Segway, but that's, oh, that's for another amazing. time. You get a video so, <laughs> about that? That's, yeah, I'd watch that. There are a couple of videos. <laughs> there are a couple of videos of that actually, but uh, no, watch right. one. Watch one of that happen. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so Charles uh, went to uh, the Mox tournament over the oh, last nice. last weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, h- how many Stormcast so, uh, players? We only had nine people show up, uh, which I think okay. seven people canceled or didn't show up because yeah. of the pandemic and all that. And that's not like be safe, do your thing. Uh, yeah. But the tournament official who subbed in for you, Miles, didn't mm-hmm. have an army to bring, so there was a buy each round and no buster. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh. So it's your fault that I didn't get a third game in. Um, it is my fault, specifically, <laughs> and I owe you a game, and we'll have to deal with that some other time. That's okay. Um, but of the nine people, uh, there were five Stormcast players. Wow. Right. Nice. Five. Yeah, five Stormcast, one Cities, one Daughters, one Soul Blight. And one Legion of the First Prince. And of all of the Stormcast, I think every single list had at least one unit of six Vanguard Raptors. Yeah, that sounds about right. How many dragons? Any dragon Um, spam? Yeah. I had one unit of dragons in my list. I know another person had a unit of dragons in his. And then the cities player went living cities with dragons and fulminators. And that was a scary list. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I need to time out. We're to, we're to understand that you are one of these people. With the yeah, six you position oh, yes. them as yes. being the enemy. <laughs> I am the enemy. Uh, here's the thing. I do not feel bad about bringing that. Like, it's a good unit. It's 500 points for a unit of six. Like, and no, I, no, I'll get you. I can think of something to do against it for most of my army. So, like, I don't feel as bad as I would. Um, but I also brought... Go track Marathi bow snakes in my last army. So who am I to nice. say anything? Um, but yeah, so I think dragons were actually scariest in Living City than any of the soul or uh, stormcast lists. Mm. Is it because of that weird like infiltration ability they have, where they just kind of show up? I know that people have been doing shenanigans of the fulminators with that, and it's just insane. Yep. But because yeah. they can come off the table, uh, he ran them with a celestial hernicanum, so the plus one to hit with the stuff. Um, the fulminators and the dragons. Can just be, cities can just be a combo machine. Yep. Like, I mean, that's what they are. They're bad war scrolls with great combos. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, tell that to a scourge runner chariot. That's just a great war scroll in general. That's a, that's a cheap war scroll. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was cheaper if you guys remember those days. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they're still only 80. Um, that was Kane Geezer. So, you know, he was bringing some crazy heat. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, go, go ahead, Charles. What were you saying? Yeah, so Ken Geezer was playing on the top tables, which I was not at cause I got, uh, beaten pretty badly. Both games I played. Um, the first one I played against a list. Oh, so my list, um, three units of vindicators, a uh, high priest to teleport my guys around bastion so they can get the thunder folly, um, thing off wherever the Raptors go. It's very much, uh, I'm going to use the Raptors as a scalpel and hope, Hopefully kill whatever major thing I have before I die. Uh, it didn't work out for me. It's a very risky play. 
And uh, I'm going to work on that a little bit. Aside from that, though, um, so I played my first list against someone who brought two units of six Raptors and five, three units of Liberators, same Priest, uh, same Bastion, and then he brought the Knight Encanter for the Auto Dispel. Ooh, it was Jack Ballard. The classic. Jack Ballard. Was so it? you know, yeah, so you know how nasty that yeah. was. And so you have two really strong units and a very talented player. And uh, we were doing okay for the first, you know, round and a half. And then Jack got his second turn. Uh, so that's uh, both units uh, firing at me plus the hero phase folly. Uh, and then he doubled turn. So five. Volleys of shooting from Raptors was enough to just pretty much table me. Um, I was doing doing (laughs) fine until that. Um, So so that was rough. Um, And then I I was, uh, I was messaging Matt and I was salty about it. Cause I'm like, Oh, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? (laughs) And after I calmed down, I'm like, you know what? Maggotkin are pretty resilient to this with their five aboard, four aboard. Uh, if That's you take a good that fact. Um, Sylvaneth, it's with the shooting meta going where it is. Trees are going to be great. Ideneth are coming out. Ideneth are, you can't target who you want to target. There's a whole bunch out there. I don't need to be as salty yeah. as I was. Yeah, it Makes was, sense. it was kind of funny because um, he had, he had brought, um, he had brought an earlier iteration of that list in our uh, <laughs> it was two days of six games uh, and um, played against my, my Legion of blood list. And that like, there was, there was a salt moment for me that stretched about 15 minutes, just thinking about the implications of, the way long strikes were going to change the game with like everybody there. Like they used to be, they used to be rough until the points hikes and, you know, just the, mm-hmm. I don't know how the game evolved and somebody else took their mantle, but like thinking about the combination of both dragons and long strikes, uh, there was a good, there was a good amount of time where I was just like, "Holy shit, this is gonna make some people fucking rage quit." Like, oh yeah, yeah. My yeah, list, Jack got that, and somebody's painted it for him. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my list, I can move things around, so I have the unit of six raptors, and then I can do a unit of four dragons. Um, and so those can go, and they can get a turn one charge every single t- time they do it, whenever they want to use their hero phase move. And then with four of them, nine wounds, if there's an objective there, running hands with Sigmar, they have a ward. I just keep everything behind it and just sort around shooting. And that's ideally how it would work, but it doesn't work if someone has better shooting than me. Yeah. That's always what I found uh, playing KO was like, I would do great unless somebody had a lot more shooting than I did, which, you know, (laughs) and then I was like, oh, shit. Or someone had like... (laughs) You know, better like significantly better movement than I did. And it was like, oh come on, man! This is... <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Oh, I'm sorry. supposed to be the shooting and movement army. What the fuck is this? Well, I mean, no, you're you're the dwarf army. You're just you're yeah. dwarfs. You you just get to dwarf, and somehow you also yeah. shoot and move. Stupid boats. <laughs> 
What were you going to say, Jack? Oh, I just, I just had this memory of playing against Miles's dwarfs. I think it was two, uh, ladder two, but it was, um, wasn't it uh, Miles that we were doing that campaign over the summer, the Gemfall campaign, and you, you play that Tempest Silas, which was like a bunch of humans on ponies with pistols and a celestial hurricane, and it was just like, and actually some stolen dwarf boats. It was just more than your dwarf boats could shit with, and it did exactly that. Yeah, yeah it was funny. There was a yeah, there yeah. was a good like two or three um, month stretch where everybody was trying out our Hurricane on uh, Tempest Eye, right? Yeah, Tempest Eye with like an ironclad. Yeah, yeah, really and that. and like a bunch of uh, uh, steam copters, right? Just because sure. they were jerks. Uh, they are jerks. Yeah, they need to be jerks. I guess they still are jerks. Yeah. So, so you had you had Jack in your first round. Who is who is your second second uh, battle there? So my second battle was myself, and I gave myself best opponent because oh. obviously, nice. Uh, I as, graciously nice. won and lost. Uh, my my <laughs> final say, game. My uh, uh, that that best opponent system is highly subjective. Um. <laughs> And, and and a flawed system, but uh, you know, in my years of running events and making events, it's uh, the least uh, problematic one that I've come up with. <laughs> well, when you're on a buy, it's it's 100 effective. So, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, so the list I played against is actually one I've been talking to Matt about, and it was a Lumineth list without any Sentinels, without any Kangaroos. Ooh. It was Techless, a Cathalar. Three units of twenty wardens and a ballista. Um, oh wow! And the just ballista, one? just one. The ballista okay. did nothing. Um, and the, when talking to the guy, he's like, "I'm probably going to take this out and switch it for a Lord Regent, which would be fantastic in that." And mm-hmm. he did the sub faction that gives you like a, a pregame move. Oh. And nice. we were playing on tooth and nail, so I couldn't put anything in the sky. So. He got first. He he won the roll off. He moves Warden onto pretty much all of the objectives, and that that was it. It was the game. Um, I got real close to using the Raptors to kill off Teclas. Uh, it didn't pan out, and then he just sat on the objectives because anytime I would run in, I would kill up to like ten Wardens, and then there's ten of them all within range. They don't have to move, hitting me two attacks each. Portals on fives. It was. It was hard. It was like a hoplite yeah, phalanx. Awesome. We tend to underestimate those wardens because usually they're in squads of 10, right? And you're just trying to get at the juicy uh, lollipop center that is the um, wardens behind them or the, the sentinels behind them. But uh, a unit of 20 of those guys is no joke. Yeah, they they can be a lot to chew through, but like, I don't know. Mortal wounds, auto mortal wounds. You got impact hits. You got a lot of dead, lot, lot of dead wardens. So I don't know. I think there are interesting counters to that. And I do want to play against a list like that. Like we have, we have to set up a game where we can do that. Um, and at least proxy. Cause I am never going to buy one of those models because um, that just looks like a nightmare to transport. Just watching Little my opponent. Yeah, watching your opponent set up more than 10 wardens on a battlefield, you already know you've won the game. It doesn't matter what the points are. You're not having to deal with ten more than 10 wardens. You know, 
you haven't had to deal with bringing them to the game. They've already I, lost. I know that <laughs> people are grumpy that Lumineth got two books in like half a year, but I would welcome them to add a third book just so they could Ooh. do a new sculpt for the Wardens where the spears go up. Right? Yeah, just all up like the old school ones. They yep. they are one of the they are one of the models that that should fall into like the high elf old school. Just I have my spear and it goes straight up, and that's it. Right? Has anybody <laughs> seen anyone do a full on proxy army? Love that. Like if someone just had the old spears and the old archers and like the old techless and the big old base. I mean, just no <laughs> exceptions. Just old hammer. <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen the techless on the old base, but I have enough high elf models to actually do that sans techless. Absolutely, yeah. Which I should do. I used. I to. gave all my old high elf models to Kyle. We'll have to see if he did it. <laughs> he didn't do it. Uh, which Kyle? Actually, not, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always strikes last, Kyle. Oh yeah, maybe he, he did. I was in Virginia, Virginia, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's he's going to be able to catch some tournaments, keep us up there. We're actually doing fairly well in the ranking for 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 being a bunch of bunch of scattered scattered people, right? Yeah, scattered and lazy people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scrappy. There's a point over the summer we were top ten for a while, right? You're pretty whole much holding our own. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, still still top of beast, but laziness prevailed, and I forgot to get my LVO ticket. So, <laughs> so, oh man, would you come otherwise if you found one? I know some people are trying to give them away. Oh, I know they're trying to sell it, but I'm actually going into a new position uh, on the day Ooh. following uh, LVO. So I had to make plans around it as much as uh, I want to be enough. down there, unless I win the lot. Be like, I'm going to be, but I don't play the lot. I got to go to so. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Excellent first impressions. <laughs> Just came back from Vegas. Do it all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so who and King Geezer ended up taking that tournament, right? Yeah, I think so. And that guy is brilliant. Good for him, huh? Good for him. Yeah, he was, but he was still bringing Stormcast, so minus one point. Ah, yeah, sounds like quite the Stormcast field, though. That's crazy. I mean, it's interesting. I wonder what they're going to do to kind of balance them out. And it may be, you know, like you were saying, Charles, like the new books are going to balance them out. Like, and especially if, um, if Ideneth is getting a new book soon, if they keep that rule, that's going to be another like hopeful nail in the coffin of seeing 12 long strikes. Oh, absolutely. Damn it, but Jack. This always happens. You know, with, with uh, <laughs> new editions and Games Workshop, right? You know, so they've released a new edition and Stormcast or Space Marines, whichever you choose, whichever you uh, feel most about. Um, and they're just the new the new book comes out for Space Marines or Stormcast, and they're hot shit for like the hottest shit for a good fifteen minutes. And yeah. Then, you know, and then inevitably they just get overshadowed, right? Or overbought, yeah. and then they have to drop the points, and then yeah, you know, tables flipping everywhere. Hobby hobby tables flipping, gray piles mounting. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that's exactly the pattern that seems to play out with that. 
Yeah, that, they, they got a strong hand this time. I think more so than most of those ebbs and flows. It, it feels more like a 40 K space Marine release than a Sigma Marine release. Yeah, it really does. But it's funny because like it's, it feels like that uh, to a T where like there were certain, there's certain units that came out with space Marines in 40 K. Like what is it? The, um, there are too many space Marines for me to even remember the names of them now, but the guys with the heavy bolters that aren't actually heavy bolters, the intercessor bolters or whatever that were coming out, the, the, the heavy two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that everybody just lost their mind and then they ended up in every army ever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, we'll, we'll see it. We'll see it pan out. I don't know how they're going to fix some of the, the problems in it. But I'll keep my Stormcast list because nobody will ever play yeah, them. The points will just go down, and I'll just have fun with mine. <laughs> so, but so I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit bummed that you know there were so many Stormcasts at this event, but no Nurgle, considering you know they should be showing up in in force with that new book. Was it? Was the uh, was the book going to be accepted there? I don't remember. Yeah, you know, I read the, the rules. I don't remember. It the, should have been. It came out a, a while ago. You know what the real crime is? Mm-hmm. No Nurgle there in an event where COVID is spreading. Boo, Come on, guys. There spirit. Oh, oh, Come on. <laughs> Jeez. Well, the, uh, there were so many jokes a Nurgle player could have made throughout that whole event. It was his oh. day. And <laughs> what, like seven people canceled? It was like preordained yeah <laughs> literally yeah everything was lining up things were coming up toxic you know i guess <laughs> a big fail to all you local nurgle players yeah. tisk 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 so but but well, on to uh, that yeah i was gonna say real quick before we before we transition here big shout out to uh stefan who did run that tournament uh in my stead and he has a kickstarter out that just launched Oh, I saw uh, that. Everybody listening, because uh, he's starting up a wargaming speakeasy in the Ballard neighborhood. So check that shit out. When that's amazing sounding. Yeah, that's right? for when wargaming becomes illegal and you have to do it in the dark. Yeah, I'm gonna waystone something. God, I, this is the worst plug ever. Uh. <laughs> let's let's plug Hang the on, gaps you can buy booze there right yeah through some sort of license and you can drink it and play games yes just solid that. gold you can solid do exactly gold. exactly that thing and it is the waystone wargaming speakeasy that is what it is check it out on kickstarter it needs to call it Bring Your Own Battles. So it can sound like it's at a punk house show or something, you know, but mix in the Warhammer stuff. I feel like right. that. Bring your own battles. There you go. Trademarked on me for you. <laughs> yeah. There's a college called the Hit Pit. <laughs> uh, for yeah. So so that I I still have no idea what you were trying to write there. <laughs> it was it was hot pot. Uh, my sister in law came over and you know just like oh, a hot pot. Yeah. Hot pot. So yeah. so for for everybody listening, uh, we were we were trying to line up for uh, people who had to talk tonight. And um, mm-hmm. Jack had said that uh, he's at the family hit pit. And uh, I I almost kind of died a little bit there because the implications were either 
what was it? Uh, very scary or very <laughs> rewarding, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was one of those few times like the autocrat really like gives you a gem in your favor and not just something super annoying. Like it kind of gave me this Tyler Nerdnesque mistake for a little bit there, which I probably should have just played off for much longer. Yeah. So to be honest, you could have rolled with that and kept it serious for the entirety. And the, the mystery would have mounted just, just <laughs> levels, levels of what, what does he do? What is going on? Um, I'll keep that for the next uh, strange transgression of my phone. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> keep it in the hit pit. So what happens in the hit pit stays in the hit pit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, so, so we, yeah, so we also want to talk. Book, so. Yeah. about this year, this year, Nurgle book, um, yes. and whether it has what it takes to hit the pit. Hey, um, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I did a thing. Did you see that yep. thing I did? Yeah. Um, so I was there too. So I admittedly have not been, I've, I haven't had a new game against Nerdling yet. Um, mm-hmm. I've gone through their books, skimmed through a couple of rules, have a basic understanding of the allegiance rules. Um, and then just, uh, just did like a brief scan as I normally do. When I open up a new book, I'm always like, okay, I generally know like there's not going to be massive changes to anything and anything that has like such a huge like implication for the army in the changes will have already been stated by, you know, the internet screaming out of my computer through every forum that I'm just near. Sure. Like, it'll be in the next win next tab and I will hear it from that tab next mm-hmm. to, you know, while I'm in, you know, checking my email or doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it seems like there's been some pretty fundamental changes to the army as a whole. Um, oh yeah. And Definitely. I don't know. What do you guys think of it? What do you guys think of it so far? Um, I think it's fun. You know, I mean, I've only had a couple games with the book so far, but I'm having a good time and I certainly have not like cracked anything genius with the book yet, but, um, I don't know. It's fun. They just, they took, there was this such, the old amalgamation of books was such a hodgepodge of everything. You know, you had like, you had the old book, you had all these supplements, you had all this other crap. And then um, they really just streamlined a lot of ideas and it makes the whole, it makes the whole army so much more fun to play because there's just so many less like little things you have to remember because of you know like where it all how how that information was laid out previously mm-hmm. um but uh you feel that the, it does have some good sorry go for it do you feel that the interruptions uh went up that was when i know in our last episode we had talked about kind of like pseudo wish listing and sure. um one of the things that i know i was like please please do not make game interruptions like a thing mm-hmm. moving forward because it used to be I don't like, think, um, go ahead. Yeah, go I don't ahead. think it's that bad. I think uh, uh, right outside of a handful of spots, like the disease point thing I thought was going to be a major interruption. And then it turns out like, it's like me just counting. You know, my opponent's like, I'm like, okay, I hit you uh, three times. Uh, there were two sixes. I'm going to take this one die up and then we're going to keep going. You know, yeah. um, 
feel like the only interruption of that. Oh, sorry, Watson. No, no, that, that part hasn't been too, too bad. Um, the only big interruption is the Glotkin uh, counter charge, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Uh, I have not had a chance to encounter that myself, not being the proud owner of a Glotkin. So one day, maybe. Yeah, but I really gave cool my Glotkin away. Oof. Really? I'm sad about it. Yeah, I wanted to get a, a big into, uh, into Nurgle, and I had a Glotkin that I was using as an Imperial Knight because... Nobody played AOS, so mm-hmm. AOS finally came around. And I was like, here, take my Glock and play. Play, 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 play. Like, get somebody new into the game. You got enough models, might as well lose one. You'll buy it again soon, right? Sure. Um, so tell me, so how does the interruption work? Uh, and, and where would you use it, I guess? That's my question. So I don't really need to know the, I guess, what are the implications of it? Because I know it happens at a very strange part in the game. Pull up the War Scroll, too, just in case we need a reference. I got Let me just pull this up, yeah, real quick. Yeah, let's see. So we got the Blitzkrieg, or Blightkrieg. Uh, you use this at the end of the enemy movement phase. If this unit is within 12 of an enemy, uh, you issue it to yourself and receive, you issue it from yourself. It's received by another unit that's 12 inches within um, an enemy. So it doesn't have to be that same unit. It can be you're selecting someone within your range that is also within 12 inches of another enemy unit. And then both mm-hmm. yourself, the Glotkin and that unit can attempt to charge at the And This happens at the end of the enemy movement phase. That's got, that's got some good implications. I mean, I can see that like one of the things that stood out to me was just how gnarly uh black Kings got again, or actually are now because they were pretty disappointing even in the battalions that gave them the rent uh but like the was it into combat mortal wounds and then mortal wounds from contagion so you just get them right up Mm -hmm. there and get your disease points on early that could be a lot of fun and then pretty good combat monster too so he's beefy it's really beefy no the glatkin yeah no he's great so i wouldn't say he's like he's not blowing my mind but he's doing Fantastic. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, one, oh, sorry, Pat, continue. <laughs> um, but, uh, where was it? No, go ahead, because I forgot what I was going to say. So gonna... what I think this is interesting in terms of interruptions is, uh, you know, Nurgle is not a very large model count army outside of sort of plague bearers. Um, that's their only really, like, sort of high-volume troop or, you know, infantry choice, you know, uh, Light Kings are great, but they're definitely a heavy infantry. And then everything else is some kind of monster. Uh, you know, or I guess there's Nurglings, but Nurglings don't count on a ton of a ton on objectives. Um, so this is one of those uh cool abilities. I think Matt, we were talking about it, where uh, it helps to counteract those uh you know, sort of cheeky, like, well, I've got 10 Ungor Raiders who are faster than than they have any business being. And they're just going to, like, scoot under this objective and take it from me by the fact that I have 10 models and you have, like, six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to fight you. And, you'll yes, you'll take it from me next turn, but I'm going to get it this turn. Yeah, yeah. One, one else, additional thing I think magnifies his power a bit, and maybe I'm misreading this. You guys can, you can tell me if you're, you're seeing the same way I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure with that Blight Krieg ability, 
you have a weird ability to slingshot stuff because mm-hmm. you trigger it when someone moves close to the Glock in. But the other Nurgle unit just has to be within 12 inches of you, and they just have to be within 12 inches then of an enemy unit. It doesn't have to be the same unit that triggered the Glock in with a move. So right. you just put something in a funky position, and you're all over the place, but like you're, you know, we're really whatever, whether it's, um, you know, like a maggot can or plague drones or some great and clean one or something horrible. <laughs> That's a huge that- threat. Yeah, and that really helps with um, like the low model count problem if you're not going to lean into plague bears, right? Right. Especially if you want to bring in like I don't know larger packs of beasts of Nurgle or something, and then just bounce right away. Do they still have the, they still have the leave and throw mortal wounds, right? They do. Oh, the they still have the leave and throw mortal wounds. They're still getting the combo of the uh, run and charge from the big boy Porticulus Slimex. Mm-hmm. What a guy that's um, Slimix. Yeah, they're plus one to hit now as opposed to rerolling ones to hit, which is better. He's a he's a big boy. Good old Slimix. I don't think he got any better unless like he was already pretty good. Yeah, very solid. I mean, basically it's a chariot because the pestilent pattern rams and that slime trails mm-hmm. thing and retreat and charge. Basically, each one of these things is a much better version of the big, fancy, impossible to deal with. So that's Chariot that I have, which is a Chariot. <laughs> uh, before we get too far off Glatkin, he also has another interruption. So he does two oh. interruptions in the enemy movement phase. Okay. Uh, he has one at the start of the enemy movement phase where it's a bravery test, and then if you're in combat with him, you may have to retreat. So you may force um, it to retreat or suffer D6 mortal wounds. So that and then, nice. oh, sorry, go ahead. And then, so that's at the start of the enemy movement phase. And then, if that unit retreats and you're not engaged anymore, at the end of the combat phase, you can use your command ability to charge them again. That sounds like that sounds like a great way to actually retain board control with a smaller army, like because you're going to have to play them like elites, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're like throwing plague bearers in mass, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I gotta say, I like I like the new plague bearers. They have the two wounds, which is fantastic. They still only have one attack each, and oh, so yeah. they just don't do much of anything. Such a tarp, uh, such a tarp. Yeah, no, they're 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 great. They're great tarpit, but yeah, offensively they are definitely lacking. Might be worth noting too. I'm pretty sure the Glocken has a Sintra spell. There might be another one somewhere in the book, if I remember correctly. You can actually pretty easily temporarily turn your plague bearers into three wound models for like a whole mm-hmm. turn. Yeah, yeah. That's just in the that's just in the uh, lore. Yeah, I mean, so that's the just, lore, any wizard can take that. The lore no one only affects demon units. The Glockins one affects mortal units. Ooh. Oh, okay, that's what it is. That's a misremember. Six wounds for. Uh... For any of the uh, the Blight Kings is pretty good, though. Or uh, a way to kind of save a mortal character if you know he's going to get smacked. But that's, mm-hmm. that's much true. less of a... Uh, much less of a uh, thing. There's an interesting moment to use it with Nerglings because Nerglings are Ooh. four wounds each. Yeah. And if you buff them up to five, all of a sudden they count as two models each on an objective. Sneaky. So like, there's some sneaky. interesting play there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think I think um, that's just some pretty truthful things there. Yeah. Then, it, go for it. It's it seems like it's a it's another one of the solid books 
that doesn't have any immediate stands out standouts to me like from just skimming over it there's nothing well, i mean your your model your model count or your unit count is small already right so everything mm-hmm. um and charles pointed this out while we were talking about it a little bit earlier um that everything has a very distinct like role to it mm-hmm. um and they don't like really cross over um and i i definitely noted that but one of the things that really stood out to me as i was going through it was like the ability to kind of set off a almost like a chain reaction of things that you want to do you can really plan the army in so many different ways like um from my look at it i I had come up with just like a basic idea of a list that I thought was, I don't know if it's super competitive or anything, but I think it's definitely like a, mm-hmm. a two out of three on a three, uh, three game tournament. Nice. And it's just using the one that I'm pretty sure everybody is shooting down, which is filth bringers, which is the, now, which uh, one is that? that gives you uh, bonuses to cast. If you have, uh, what are they called? Oh, the coven, the coven, right? Mm -hmm. Take the three and they become their own special unit. And they each end up with a plus three to cast then. Yeah. So you can, you can get off a bunch of crazy, easy casts reliably for each one. Only if you're bringing a rot coven though, or two rot covens is how they want it to be run. So the ability only actually works if you're bringing the rot coven. Yeah. 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 Right. You you got to bring three, uh, three rot coven or wizards, right? Yep. Yeah. Which is the, the amount in sorcery. the rock coming. So each they act like the um what are they called? What was the original version of this? The Gloom Spike gets the uh one where it's uh the Gabapalooza. They act oh, like yeah. the Gabapalooza. Uh, so they all move separately, but if they're all together, they get plus one and then plus two to their cast, I believe. Seems like a lot of play with that with like a, a mirror, especially. Yeah, you get that. Um, and I hadn't even really gone into like the the basic spell lores, but like they're like even the grand strategies and then like battle tactics can suddenly like all flow into each other with a plan for them, mm-hmm. right? Um, right? Which I found really actually kind of exciting because like they have what is it? Uh, Corrupt Arcane Nexus, which is the grand strategy where you hold the center of the board and no enemies are within six inches of it, right? That's yep, easy yep. enough to do. That's super easy enough to do. If you have some nurglings in it, you got you know just a little bit of screens around it, and it's not like screens are hard to do with Nurgle. Center of the board is easy. And what, two-thirds of the missions probably have an objective on the center of the board that you want to be keeping sure. people off of anyways. So mm-hmm. easy peasy. Uh, Nurgle squeezy, right? Oh, yeah. And your tar pit's in the right place, doing all the things you want to do. Yeah. And then you've well, I like got... That. And- Oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, there's what's nice is like that is a totally awesome, like combo and way to build the list, and yet there's there are plenty of other awesome ways to build this army, and that's yeah. what I think uh, is so cool about it. I was thinking about doing uh, a Lord of Afflictions with a bunch of uh, either drones or drone drone blight kings. What are those guys called? Uh, Puscoil. Puscoil. Uh, Puscoil. There we go. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> you know, so um, you put them in droning guard. They're minus one to hit on the first turn, and uh, and whatever ba- and the first battle round that they come down. So you have this 
you know, big unit of plague drones with a with a Lord of Afflictions or two units, um, and they're coming down out of deep strike, and they're minus one to hit that turn. Now, does that does that work uh, with summoning two for the minus one? Uh, I believe so. Yes, if you summon them. Uh, is it reserves or because I don't think some the summoning counters? Let me, let me get the let me get the the droning guard. Yeah, uh, the battle round in which they are set up. Yeah, uh, that could be a pretty amazing like way of capturing an objective off of summoning right from a tree. Yeah, like even what? though the trees are now seven, like that's still plop one in your opponent's zone uh, to get the. You know, get your summoning early on. Hopefully, don't destroy it. And then, there you go. You got some plague drones that are harder to hit and now are an immediate problem. Problem is summoning him though. Uh, it doesn't seem like we they uh, they accrue summoning points as quickly as they used to. Does seem a little slow. I think it's uh, what three for having stuff in the other half of the board, three in your half of the board, yeah. and a bonus point for every so half of the board or whatever that no other enemy units are in. So probably on average seven if you can kind of get your own zone for a bit. And that's yeah. like one tree or a sloppy bile piper or something. A grid and clean one is like 30. I don't even know why anyone's going to ever summon one of those. I just haven't found the math to make that work. So <laughs> if book. you. Well, are you, you saying, Charles? Can, Charles, you, you can go for it, Charles. You can really build it to be summoning, like, to get as many points as possible, because you can mm-hmm. do it. So if you bring Hordic, uh, the, the Slug, you bring the Slemex, yep. Yep. you bring the uh, sub-faction that gives you a second tree for generals, mm-hmm. um, uh, Demon, you can bring Nurglings, you can bring a Bell on the Great Unclean one, and you're getting, you know, at 7 to 10 a turn at that point. So yeah. yeah, that's fair. Did that's they fair. was there any um clarification? I know there was some controversy about the trees sort of early on. Because each tree says uh at the beginning of your hero phase, gain command points or gain summoning points equal to the number of trees you have. Right? And so the question was, well, if each tree says this, then does it multiply? I think a tree gives you one point. Um, I think I saw that in the skimming, but a tree does give you one point for each one that's on the board, um, in addition to. Right, so right. So then, uh, war scroll ability. So then, if, it, if you have two trees, do you get four? And three is nine. Is that what you're saying? There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that, that was the controversy I heard. I have been playing it the other way because that seems too fucking good, but um, I hadn't heard any like real ruling on that. Oh, I'm sure that'll come out soon. The uh, oh oh, and just as a in a a side note, we nobody cares about uh, Slimex. We all know it's Mulch. Mulch is the star of that model. Oh, there's yeah, no the, doubt. There's no doubt about that. So I just I just want to make sure we're all clear that Mulch Mulch is the model. It's really the slug. Yeah, the slug is. I'm sure when they're alone, Mulch just turns around and says, "I can get any plague bearer to ride me." Get out yeah. Of here. <laughs> <laughs> so you got this today. Um, so, so if it is possible to get 10 a turn, then that means you can get, you have the potential for getting 30, 30 by turn three. Yeah, pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. So well, you get a great 30 by one, turn four turn. Yeah. Turn three, turn four, depending on how it all goes. That's pretty good. Then I don't think it's quite as fast as the summoning from some of the other books, but it's nothing to sneeze at. Hey, 
Good one. Yeah, I know. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, the, so, I mean, that, that's great though. I, I feel like Nurgle should build up like that. Um, that feels like the army staying in character there. And then actually kind of, yeah. that, that solves a, a, a question for one of the things that I was even thinking of doing with the, um, you know, cause everything now in the game is battle tactics, battle tactics, win or lose the games for you anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, you fail one, you're, you're immediately on the back foot for the rest of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So one of the cool things that I didn't notice there, and I'm glad you guys brought up the summoning thing, because I knew I was not going to be able to find the trick to do it, was sudden domination. And I know uh, Miles and I had talked about this, where you bring in the uh, the great and clean one and take an objective that you own, immediately, you know, you just, you get that battle tactic. So turn four. Right. So here's a hypothetical that I think sounds great for, for this army in, in general, right? Uh, mm-hmm. If you, if you're doing the summoning thing, you can do sudden domination on turn four. You have a great and clean one down. He's now taken the objective. And then you have uh monstrous contention uh, for your last turn. Even if the, um, even if the great and clean one doesn't do anything for the rest of the game, like you've got two battle tactics, like in done. Right. Right. And you're not, well, and they're late game battle tactics, which are the hardest ones to do. Exactly. And you have like room to bend around and like move whatever you, you, you can finagle your way into that one. If you're building a list that isn't, that is going to be fine with the rest of the tactics uh, that mm-hmm. you're going to play with and then have the great and clean one come down for that. And if it comes down and let's say you've got an objective on middle field, then now you've got a great unclean one on middle field for uh what is it corrupt arcane nexus so like yep. a lot of these really really work well in tandem um and that's that's really amazing that's this um that's one of the things that stood out to me about the book immediately um uh, reading through it was like yep yep it's it's with stormcast and the orc book like you they don't have that kind of continuity built into how you can play the game with the battle strategies and the grand strategy all together. Whereas like this one, you can build a list around just doing this thing and it's, you're probably going to be able to get it off by virtue of the army's like strengths, right? You have more of a chance of doing that. And even then like that's a battle tactic that is actually just what? one out of five times you need to pull that off. Yeah. But you have that in your back pocket. To that point, really, Matt, I I think that it's one of the ways in which this book I feel is very sneaky powerful because it's super flexible and good at doing what it wants to do, even if it's not as straightforward as bop your enemy over the head and and knock him out and turn one with a bunch of long strikes or or like some giant Archeon or something like that, or Sentinels or something. Yeah. It's, I mean, just even like the tactics right you think about the battle tactics a lot of times you lose a battle tactic because you're out of good choices but this gives you like four where you might three or four you might just be able to automatically do i mean you you glory the grandfather you know destroy more enemy units friendly units in that turn so you can control the board and kill one thing and not die with anything you get that and that totally solves the problem of turn four or five where you're not just running three units together or something to get what you want and that's that's an easier thing for nurgle to do too right like they're they're gonna outlast, 
right? So no, I, absolutely. It, it feels very cohesive just just from skimming it. So yeah, um, I'm actually really enjoying it uh, so far. I really want to get some games in and get my ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. It does feel like a, it feels like a meat and potatoes kind of book with nothing being the outright like rock star. You know, like when we saw the Stormcast book, right? We were like, oh my God, these dragons, what the fuck, these dragons, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And we saw like, oh my God, these long strikes, what the fuck, these long strikes. And no one's talking about, the, the, like, there's plenty of other decent, like, very good Stormcast stuff going on. Oh, Palidors you know? are amazing now. Palidors <laughs> went we from being. Yeah, they're amazing in practice. They look like crap on paper. I uh, I will say that, like, unit-wise, I think that's right. I don't think that translates to command traits and artifacts. I think there's a very mm-hmm. clear winner for command trait and for artifact. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And that everything else is almost laughable compared to it. Uh, what are those? Lay it on me. So we've got uh, the command trait of overpowering cinch which shuts down, it's a seven-inch aura of not being able to issue commands um, or a seven-inch aura of not being able to receive commands. You put that on your Lord of Afflictions who deep strikes in and charges in, and there's no more more Unleash Hell because it's only six-inch to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. So good. And then for artifacts, there's just a straight-up four-up ward instead of a five-up ward, and I can't think of something that's... That. Yeah, that, that's so clearly the way. It's like, but I did actually scary. really like I, that one is really good. I also really like the Wither Stave, um, and then and you because it's uh, it gives you an extra plus one to your disease rolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I that's an interesting I, like. What's up? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's an interesting kind of sneaky thing about this army, right? Like a majority of their attacks are no rend. Right, and you're like, well, what the fuck is this? What am I supposed to do with this no rend attack? But for every six to hit, you know, with this high volume of attacks, you're getting, you're attacking at these disease points, and then you know, on a four up, they turn into mortal wounds. Now that was the right? one thing that I didn't uh, keep track of. It'll it caps at seven, right? Does it cap? Yeah, it at caps seven? at seven. Okay, thank right, goodness. So you're doing, <laughs> you know, like in a good combat round, you're doing on average, you know, three and a half mortal wounds. But you get the Wither Staff on on a hero, and that's an aura of plus one to that roll. So now, now you're doing five or five and a half ish mortal wounds, um, and one of the Nurgle Weathers is also plus one to that roll. So you could be, you know, there can be a turn where you're doing six mortal wounds. Yeah, right. And there's just very little in this game that can just lightly brush off six mortal wounds. And it's also not just your turn. It's your opponent's turn, too. If you're stuck oh, yeah. in with something, their movement phase, their combat phase, any hits, you know, I mean, it, it'll sneak up on you, you know, pretty quickly. You're doing that three, even yeah. if it's just a three and a half, the, seven mortal wounds for battle round on whatever you're really touching. So the, it's kind of funny because, like, I I saw both of those and skimmed over them, but the one that actually um, uh, stood out to me was the uh, Fecund Flask. Um not only because it says the word fecund, which I just <laughs> love saying, but a plus, yeah. So that stands out so much more to me now uh, with the changes to being able to heal your hero while you're in combat. Mm-hmm. This is a way of getting around that, keeping your hero in combat, healing all wounds, and if you roll a one, 
you get a beast of chaos. He was already going to die if you were that low that you have to use it anyways. So like now you can, you can either bring him back and have him do what he's going to do, or you get a beast of chaos, which everybody loves a beast of chaos. Who would you put that on? Um, It has to be an unnamed mortal hero. Oh yeah. Uh, So that depends on the list that you're building, right? I would probably put it on Lord of Blights. Lord of Blights now is actually pretty damn good being able to make, what is it, two Blight King units essentially fight, which is gnarly. Uh, Yeah, so in the combat phase, he can pick a unit to fight for the first time in the phase. He picks another friendly uh, Blight Kings, Holy Within 12, and they can fight right after. So, like, there's, like, put it on him. He's only there to make them fight twice. That's pretty much it. He's not that great outside of it. But now you're keeping him alive, or you get some free mortal wounds on top of the mortal wounds that the Blight Kings are going to do. So there's, like, this really awesome little Bastion combo that you can do with two units of five Blight Kings and a future Blight Lord. And that's that's a flank. Like, that that's feels like that should be a flank. I feel like that thing is actually pretty good in a lot of places. I mean, even like in Lord of Afflictions, like you charge him in, he tries to use it. Worst case, he dies. Well, now he's a double tar pit because, you know, beasts in the back doing its thing, retreating charge, mortal wounds. Yeah. Really and fun. like, like the, the, the thing that I like about that the most is like, no matter where you're going to get utility out of it, right? Um, with a four plus shrug, that's awesome. Um, but I don't know. I, I always plan on rolling threes when I have to roll a four. Uh, sure. <laughs> so if there's anything that like works no matter what to do something, then like might as well. Right. And mm-hmm. of course he could always get killed right off the bat, but knowing it's a small character, uh, he's going to be minus one to hit from shooting. Cause you're going to have him by the blight Lords that you want to use his command points on. So that just feels like a sure. solid little thing that people are going to be like, probably pass over in lieu of one of the bigger things that you have there to try and take them out. And then all of a sudden you have two units of blight Kings hitting you all at once, which is probably pretty terrifying. I see what you did there. Another biblical plague joke. Oh, Hey, I didn't even realize that one. I, <laughs> I think my favorite artifact is not a competitive one, but obviously it's not going to be. And it's the eye of Nurgle. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, is that the seven? Uh, yep. If you roll a seven, something dies. Done. That is a uh, fun artifact. <laughs> and and just, you know, it's uh, if something has a disease point, you're within 14 inches of it, you roll two dice, and if it's a seven, that model dies. Archeon dead. Nagash dead. Yeah, yeah, that's but, a great second artifact. I mean, Gargan, primary, D6 but... mortal wounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the funny thing about that is I wonder how many, I wonder if any of the game designers were like, like, they they came up with the the rule and they set it down. They were like, they forgot about allegiance and they had to run back and check and make sure for like the the edge case that like nobody even really thinks about it anymore. But Siege and Nurgle can't come together. So they're like, wait a minute, sure. is there a way they can get Kairos in? Oh no, right? That's um. true. That would be that would be <laughs> game breaking right there. But <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I'm just a fan of the idea of like, you know, you take like a, you know, the right battalion. So you have like a second or third artifact because you don't care about your drops. And like your third guy is that sneaky hero and he just has it. And you wait for the moment and you're not doing it to be the most competitive, but you are doing it to be playing like Jack or someone else at a good table at a tournament who's really wants to win. And you're just like, 
luck to death his favorite thing. And you're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I so if you take a hero with that and you put him <laughs> with gut rot who can deep strike them, you just save the two of them in reserve for some time later in the battle as this, this terrifying <laughs> drop of this is just going to go down and kill me. And that's it. So, so gut rot can <laughs> gut rot can hold off for the entire game too. Right. Uh, I, I, at start turn four, he dies like any other reserve unit. Oh, other than that, yeah, that reasonable amount of time at least to kind of have thread hanging over. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Just basically anti craps. You have to roll the seven. <laughs> I, like I mean, what they should say is that you should roll a nine, but it's really a seven. As a beastman player, <laughs> this is this is my life. Um, yeah. I don't know. As far as the command traits go, I can't really think of anything else. Nothing really popped out to me. Let's see see if I forgot something. (laughs) Oh, no, I hit the the screensaver on the computer. (laughs) It always scares me because I'm recording. And I'm like, oh, no, I've killed us. We're dead. I was talking to someone who uh, was talking about how the only way to manipulate the cycle of corruption is through a command trait now. Oh, there, and oh yeah. Once per battle. That, that is a big deal. I agree. That That's a huge deal. I mean, the cycle of corruption got a lot better. Yep. Really? Right, it's much more impactful than it used to be. And at the same time, there's very little way, like you're just kind of beholden to it. I mean, I'm right, actually so like, kind of I mean, fine with it, that. Like, yeah, no, for sure. Um, cycle of corruption. So, like, you know, uh, I don't have the old one in front of me, but like, uh, stage one, all Nurgle heroes have a ward of four up. Well, dope, you know, for the whole battle round. Um, yeah. Locus yep. of, number two, Locus of Fecundity is a 14 inch instead of a seven inch. Um, right? Yep, yep. Whoa. Um, so. So interrupting this, I'm actually looking at it now. So you get an extra CP for each feculent normal? Yeah. On when it goes to that one. So yes. if you, that doesn't have a number. Yeah. So if you go to if you start on six, the next turn it'll go to that. You can uh, never start on that one. It was like, whew, that's a little scary. Absolutely. I mean, that's actually, I think, one of the reasons that command ability, you know, or command trait would actually be useful because they're definitely going to be turned to be like one off of the one which would just change the game for you and be able to skip up to it and be huge. I I like Plague of Misery an awful lot, you know, uh, where you basically shut down heroic actions and rally or inspiring presence commands. And I really like Nazi's Revulsion, which stops enemies from, you know, consolidating to fight you, which you just... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and certain engagements. Yeah, both of those are gross, and and I will say, rampant disease uh, with the nar- the wither staff, like that's you yeah. know that's six mortal wounds on multiple units around you know whoever's got that relic. So, um, looking at fecund uh, vigor, um, mm-hmm. what what's the change to? Uh, you the heal focus up, you gun? heal D three instead of just one. Uh, so Nurgle has an ability where if you're on the table at the start of the turn or your your hero phase, you heal up one. You heal D3 mm-hmm. if you're within enough of a greater demon. This would give it to everyone. Right. Nice. Yeah. Pretty pretty robust, you know, healing in this army. You know, they're not 
pushovers begin with, with the universal five, but feel no pain, you know, as far as that trade. Right. No, no, yeah. So that's where everything heals D3, regardless of what it is. It's super gross. Pretty dope. We haven't really talked about uh, them yet, but my all stars of this book personally are the Magoth Lords. I yeah. love them. Yeah, I think they're really great. I was actually trying to find, like, really in vain, uh, a kit for one of them to make a blowover outspot as a sneaky ally for Slaneshis. Because I think it's such a good unit just on his own merits with his war scroll abilities. But well, what uh, makes him know. so good? Well, he has this combination of stuff, which is point for point is, you know, definitely had uh, shoulders above what you get for similar points in Slanesh. But I think just on its own in any army, really great. For one, you know, he's a wizard with a plus one to cast. For two, he has a debuff range, like you have to run a four out for units somewhat close to him, but then they get minus one to hits. Like so that's like a nice kind of mini version of what you get from like a expensive unit like you know, a glutose. He mm-hmm. also has a signature spell where you cast on something, and if it takes any damage in any phase until your next hero phase, it takes an additional D3 mortal wounds at the end of that phase. So if you can do multiple phases of damage, something you can chip damage it by multiple D3s of mortal wounds if you just get that one spell off. So it's a really sneaky way to focus fire things down. And on top of that, he's a combat monster with a great profile, and he can like shoot vomit at you from a surprising long distance for, again, good shooting attack damage. And, and this guy is only 300 points. It's like, it's like a no-brainer. If it was in my book, I'd bring him every single game. <laughs> yeah, our Slanesh armies are crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. <laughs> it's a bad day when the best thing a Slanesh can bring is, is a Nurgle unit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he costs exactly the same as two shard speakers standing yeah. next to each other. <laughs> he costs less than two um two mirrors, doesn't he? Yeah, a mirror is almost as much as him. Like, mirror's yeah. like two sixty or something, right? And like it's, yeah. it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I, you know, I really like and he, I don't think he's quite as good. He's not he's not at least as sort of directly as good. But I'm really a big fan of the Morbex Twiceborn. Yeah. Oh, he's fun. Big Nerdwin. Morbidex. <laughs> Sorry, there's Morbidex. Get his name right. Uh, heals half of his wounds uh, every turn. At the, at, at the end of every battle shock phase, mm-hmm. heals half of his wounds. That's so gross. And oh, then, uh, and then he returns one uh, slain model to every friendly Nurgling swarm within seven inches. I thought really they automatically true. repopulated. Did they not anymore? Uh, they automatically heal. So if you don't mm, kill a Nurgling base, it's it's at full health. Oh, so that makes him great. I can see him in a lot of your annoying Nurgling swarm loveless. Right. He's, he's also just <laughs> amazing in melee. If you look at his profile, he's got 10 attacks doing either mm-hmm. two or three damage. Everything has rend. Yeah, that's so he's true. Good rend. Quality rend. And like, you're not afraid to throw this guy in and just pop, you know, some form of like extra protection on him, like a mystic shield or whatever. Right. Cause it's like, if you he, almost kill him, he's not going to die. Yeah. I, exactly. I think he's got a natural three up. Right. Yeah. I think the wording is odd on, it's not wounds suffered that he heals, it's wounds allocated. And that may be different. Oh, that would be insane. Like, yeah. Cause if he, if he like managed to, save a bunch of them or, or maybe feel no pain a bunch of them with a ward mm-hmm. save and that would multiply the amount of his back so he's probably going to full health all the time because he would get half plus the d3 if he's within an aura right you know right 
So this isn't I, a guy who I needs to rely like, on old heroic recovery. <laughs> I feel like allocation is the pre-ward save term. Does that check out? When you allocate to somebody, then you roll their ward? Yeah. After armor saves, before ward saves? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I looked this out for the council. Well, is uh, that wound or damage? <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Because damage, <laughs> it's, damage uh, it's, is allocated. Wounds allocated right. would be the wound rolls. Uh, no, no, no. Well, that's just it. it uh, wounds, uh, damage turns into wounds, and then wounds are allocated. Uh, okay. okay. So I know, right? There's <laughs> a damage value. The damage gets allocated. You do a ward, and then the, what's not shrugged is now a wound that's allocated to the unit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that. Th- so, so really, it is the post armor save pre-ward right is it that we just decided or yeah. brain fart? so yeah. it, well so what this sounds like is that the damage he takes every turn half of it he gets back it doesn't Still say record. that turn though it says the wounds that have been allocated oh that's true that have been allocated yeah yeah so uh presumably you know if he heals back up he's still taken i don't know eight wounds mm-hmm. right and then he takes five more and now he's taking 13 wounds you know, and so he gets to heal seven every turn. So the now. moral of the story is until the fact comes out, and we know either way, <laughs> you <laughs> kill him in one round, yeah. and that's exactly. it. Exactly. You, you definitely do. But that, that almost kind of brings us one. to the third one, right? Because we talked about two of these guys, and they're all like, sure, yeah, we might as well. Yeah. And this guy <laughs> is also awesome. 14 wounds, you know, similar crazy combat profile. But he has seven attacks with his rod axe. Three, three is this Rotspond or Demon's Spew? I, I forget. Orgot's Demon's Spew, you know. Demon's you know, you, Spew. With names like this, you knew what their destiny was from birth. But Sur- You know what? Surprisingly, <laughs> not the one that's vomiting. I know. It's such a misnomer. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with that. But. <laughs> he spews a tongue, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. But, but you know, this guy, you know, he's super tough. It's a similar to you know, the 12 attacks. The, the Magoth itself still has that 3 up to a Ren 2, 3 damage for its 5 attacks of max profile. It, I mean, you heard it, you know, it basically does some mortal wounds back, you know, by reflecting them. And it gets a free uh, command point every turn. Just every turn. Yeah. Point for and uh, Jack, you missed it. He is, uh, he's your general, whether you want him to be or not. Oh, that's right. Isn't he a war master type of right? So it's like, he's always, yeah, he's a war master. So 18 uh, inches, easy you get time. That. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and he sticks around, you know, if your other general's killed, uh, you're still getting command points. Now, does that, does that uh, halt you from being able to take any, um, uh, what is it, command, command traits? Uh, yeah, these guys are all named characters, so they wouldn't get any of that fun stuff. Oh no, they... on your on your other general that wouldn't well, be. Don't believe no, no, it doesn't no. stop you in in any way, shape, or form. Nice. Yeah, because it says it's it's an addition, even if you have another model you picked to be the army's general. So you can kind of have your cake and eat it too with this one. Yeah, he's a good old fashioned solid beat stick. You just want to take all three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can bring all three for nine hundred and twenty points. And how much is uh that's not insane. That's, that's, that's really, really not, not insane, insane no. in today's in today's game. That's the cost of Archeon, and they'll mm-hmm. probably do more work. They be how much is the, how much is Gladi now? Seven hundred. What he that is an insane force multiplier stick, though. I don't know if you noticed that about him. I mean, he's always been a beat stick. He's you never really want to be in combat with him. 
for longer than one turn because What's if you get? didn't get it done in one turn, you're dead. I think with Gladi and the Great Unclean one, that her extra monstrous rampage, the Mountain of Loathsome Flesh, which is just on a two-up do five mortal wounds, is yeah. powerful. That's like the Death yeah. Cabbage. Yeah. yeah. It's and I really like that. I really like they're kind of they're kind of uh, giving out some custom monstrous rampages. That feels yeah. really fun. Yeah, because like there's there's something about getting hit with a monstrous rampage by basilisk, <laughs> uh, or a cockatrice. Sorry, a cockatrice yeah. that is like, <laughs> well, I really hope that that's only one mortal wound because that's all that little thing should be able to do. But like when you get hit with a fucking mountain of rotting meat that is like uh yeah, that is glotty, I mean, it should be more than just D three. It would feel wrong for it to be less, right? Yep. So absolutely. I hopefully they continue that with the books. I would love to see that for a, a lot more of the models, because that's a way that they can actually like control that variable and like actually Define points a little bit better for the models, right? right? Um, no, and what I like specifically is that uh, the Glotkin, Rodigus, and the Green and Cleveland all have the same monstrous rampage. Oh, right? five? So, so, so like, uh, no, no, it's it's a different uh, value, right? It's a lookup of value. Um, it's the mountain, of, but they all have the same ability, and therefore, mm-hmm. really, only one of them can take advantage of it. Mm, yeah. So it's Smart. it's very good. Gotcha. It's not super spammable, but it's strong on everybody who has it. So I think, uh, yeah, so the Glotkin can do five wounds with it. The other two guys can only do four at their full profile. It's still, still very bad. strong. <laughs> um, and you can, still, you can still stomp. You still have all the other ones you can do. You know, um, it's very interesting. That's true. It's so flavorful too. Cause I mean, just those giant flabby scabrous bodies, you'd think they would hit like a ton of bricks if it just looks sad on you. Yeah. That's what they're doing now. Well, and it, it, uh, it takes the place of, um, their impact hits in a lot yep. of ways. And it also stops them from doubling down. They can't do that and roar or whatever. They, they kind of have to be choosy. Yeah. yeah. But it's good. Cause That'd be like sitting through an entire shooting phase, right? If all three of them were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, better ogres just bubble you to death with their charges or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, there was well, another it. one this that got a charge. Uh, sorry, just the point, like this is a monstrous rampage. This is not a charge bonus at all. Every time you're in combat with them, he can just hit you for four mortal wounds. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm just saying it's almost, it feels a bit the same, but it's better, even though it's slightly different. Yeah. It gets carried out. <laughs> the, um, it, yeah, happens, the, it happens on your turn, too. <laughs> there was another model that got um, a huge change. Um, it's actually one of my favorite models that they that Games Workshop has put out over the years, but the Harbinger of Decay has completely changed his role. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, he's man, turned into another look at that guy. I know. Um, he's he's now he he lost that like bonus uh, for for shrugs that he would be giving anybody else because he used to give it to mortals. And now um, now you just get extra command points and you can deny people command abilities. So you have multiple ways of doing that, which is fucking 
Awesome. Get them up in there so you can, um, you know, I'm, I'm obviously like centering in on uh blight Kings as like the main force here. Right. Mm-hmm. He would be amazing in support of them. Here you go. Your extra D three command points. You can start giving those out to, uh, your, uh, what's his face? The, the Lord of blights. Right. And right. so now he can, now he can have those two blight King units, uh, attack at once. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And he can deny anybody from getting their saves on it. So amazing on a three plus too. That's really good. Yeah, I think right. he um, he really fits that. You're trying to get a warlord battalion. You need another hero, a third one that's under mm-hmm. nine wounds, under ten wounds. I think he fits that really well. Yeah, because you're getting the extra command points for the heroes that you really want in the army. Yeah. Did that make total sense? Yeah, he's he's great. Like, uh, I haven't even looked at the Lord of Plagues, but he's so cool. You're going to see him on there anyways, mm-hmm. just because <laughs> that model. He's just the coolest model. I have to um, I have to Nurgle up my Sorcerer Lord on horse. Oh, yeah, you right? do. Because uh, we don't have one of those anymore in the Slaves of Darkness universe. And so I've got to just Nurgle him up and make him a Harbinger of Decay. That seems like a good use, good use of his talents. I know, I know. We'll get there. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's all you. I I know I'm, I know I'm coming back to him, but I I think my favorite rule update has to be the Lord of Lights. He's, I I didn't realize this earlier, but he still has the, um, he can still give Putrid Blight King shooting. Yeah, Only one model, though. It, they changed the wording. So you give uh, one model in a unit of future Bright Kings a shooting attack. That's fine. I don't care. He's giving a friend a hand. That's fine. That's, <laughs> that's okay. I actually have one of those guys kicking around. I think I used him as the Beast of Nurgle on my Nurgle Blood Bowl team once. So uh, Nice. I was going to ask if he was, if he was the, the Beast of Nurgle with um, Tom Grody. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very fun season. <laughs> There's yeah, uh, Pat Rots. <laughs> so, so the the eternal disappointment is is he is he good is he good in this book? Festus is he good? What do Festus you guys think of Leech him? Lord. He's not bad if you're bringing one of the big model. guys. If you're bringing the Glotkin or you're bringing one of the big boys. He heals them every turn. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can throw mortals on something. And this is an addition, right? Because they're always in their own aura, right? They're already all healing D3 a turn. So now they're healing 2D3 a turn. Yeah. He has a good spell, too, guys. The Leech Lord's Curse. I mean, it's a once per, you know, turn you cast it, 14 inches, touch something permanent debuff of an enemy unit for the rest of the game. Minus one with save rolls protects target unit. Nice. And he's got, he's got another thing that I really enjoy. Um, again, that style of rule writing where it's always going to have a use. If your guys are all healed and you're in combat two plus, you can throw mortal wounds on somebody from him. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's he got it going on. He has a like three-inch range attack. I think that <laughs> itself is noteworthy. It's the nurgling throwing the foot. That's a good point. 
I, I agree. There's not a lot of those. And, uh, you know, so he can be solidly behind a bunch of plague bearers and still get these attacks and still be healing stuff. And, and he can sit behind a unit of Blight Kings, too. They don't have, uh, I think they only have 40 mils. He can, yeah. he can be almost anywhere. Nice. Great support piece. Very flavorful. He's good. We haven't talked about the um, the archetypical big guy, right? The the great and clean one. You know, it should be, he might be worth a mention just in terms of the stuff he brings That's to true. the table. Um, uh, they're definitely a lot more punchy than they used to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. I, mean, this will, no, I think they went up in about. points. I don't recall specifically, but... They're like 450 yeah. or 500 now. Um, does anyone remember? They're 500, yeah. Ooh. They're 495, yeah. Does that and make them worth it or no? Depends. 18 wounds. 18, 18 wounds. wounds. Four up, five up. Uh, he's Four always healing D3 every turn. Um, you get that cool Doomsday Bell. You're getting some extra extra summoning points. Um, but like all of his melee profiles are dope. All of a sudden, yeah. The four damage, like, even, that, even that bell. So, like the bell is uh, is like nominally the worst melee profile, mm-hmm. and it's five attacks, three up, three up, minus one, two damage. Yeah, right. Was That's the a notch- great melee profile. Was his shooting damage too before? Because I do not remember it being damaged too. It feels like it's better. Yeah, I agree. Ren minus three too. That's a lot right there. You know, <laughs> yeah, some good yeah. juke. I mean, he does have the four-inch <laughs> movement, so he's, he's not going to zip across and then, the board. Yeah. Well, and then he's got these, at the end of it all, he's got the host of Nurglings, right, which are 15 attacks, five up, five up, one damage. <laughs> and those are just basically guaranteeing that whatever he's next to has seven disease points. Yep. Yeah. Can I also point out that it, I guess it's not as relevant for the maggot kin, but if you're trying to do fun stuff with our old friend Bellacor and you give this guy mm-hmm. the uh, fourfold blade or whatever, he is twice as effective with that insane combo as the um, the mirror is because that's 15 attacks. That's a good point. Proc the mortal wounds. That's a great point. <laughs> he kill like anything. He'll murder gargants in one turn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give anybody any ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please know. Uh, is Rodigus worth taking? I don't, I don't know. I looked at him and I wasn't thrilled, but I, you know, I'm willing to be wrong. So he's he's still not good in combat. Yep. He's, he's still. I mean, oof, he's bad he's still in combat. decent in combat. No, no, he's got the the gnarl rod. The gnarl rod's pretty decent. Oh, like how much damage? Amazing. It's definitely not 500 points. If they're damaged, three attacks. Okay, okay. Only three, though. Yeah. Only yeah. one Ren, so something could still have a two-up save against it pretty easily. Yeah. Sure. He could be a general. Hey. Um, I don't... He's re-rolling to cast his signature spell, which is kind of interesting. The Deluge of Nurgle. That is a pretty good spell. It's a. Uh, it doesn't have a range, which is cool. Um, yeah, it just needs to be visible. That's cool. 
Oh so yeah, because it, it does rain, right? Because he calls the rain. Right. He makes it. He makes it rain. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? So it's you have seven dice if you get it off. So just assume you get it off, and each five plus allows you to pick a unit and just make it take D three wounds. So if you get a hot hand, you can just pick anything across the board you can see with him, which could be like a lot of very different things, different places, and you know, in a good roll, be hitting three or four units with these D threes. That's pretty pretty effective. But when he gets to reroll the cast, they're, they're threes. Just want to point this out. They're threes. They're oh. not threes. They're three. Okay, that's wins. that's better. It's still <laughs> on a five and up. So yeah, well, you get seven chances at it. You know, um, you're supposed to be getting one. Hopefully, getting two. You know, if you consider getting a double turn with him, though, he gets to re-roll the casting roll for it because of the rain father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gives. He's just sitting in back, and he gets this off twice. That's six mortal wounds to at least one unit, probably. Combine right. that with some plague points, you know, maybe turning into disease points, turning into some extra mortal wounds. Like, things will go down quickly without even seeing much in the way of combat or direct hits. Oh, and he's fine with bloated, bloated with corruption, right? That helps him yeah. even more if he gets stuck in. So he's not really worried about, wait, does the great, great and clean one have that too? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, he is way less of a direct fighter, though. I mean, that's that's true. <laughs> Interesting. I don't but, know. You know he gets the War Master. He's got the these the double wizard. Like, you know, I think he's the only double wizard in this book. Uh, no, the other one's a double wizard. Yeah, um, the Blotkinner double, double wizard, and actually, as if they uh, weren't already worth their three hundred points. Are you uh, serious? Really? <laughs> no, Blob is a one-one. Never mind. Uh. We discuss one spell. <laughs> Crap! Now throw it out. Yeah. Get rid of that model. It's the worst. (laughs) Start over. Burn the book. Yeah. FedEx it this way. Only way to thoroughly get rid of it. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Um, So let's see. What what do you guys think of any of the other units? Like I'm looking through a couple of the other ones. I I can still never say his name. Epidemius. Um, I wasn't sure about Epidemius. He seems like. He seems rough. He seems like he's another one of those where. it's just too much too much has to happen in order for him to be good. I think and it's been like three iterations of this now. Yeah. I think he would be better if it was a up to total of seven as opposed to a maximum tally. Because when you use them, you don't get that space back. So it is a maximum seven rerolls as opposed to holding up to seven rerolls at a time. which was confusing for me to say, so it may have been easy to follow up. It's very hard for me to follow. I can't math. I don't know the math. um, No no matter how much this happens, he can never have more than seven. Or he can never even uh, accumulate more than seven. So if he uses one, he can't get that back. Yep. Oh, well, that's dumb. Okay, so you're back in the pile. Sorry, Epidemius. I know. Um... I had, you know, I've got one in the, in the collection, and he looks great. Or at least he, I mean, he doesn't look great. He he is painted. Um, he looks gross. Kind of look great. He yeah, looks, he gross. looks gross. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good job, Epidemius. Um, you making that shelf look small, gross? Uh, we didn't talk about him, but the three heralds of Nurgle are all kind of fun. Oh, the yeah. Sloppity's um, so good. Sloppity is so good, and he's been so good. Um, continues to be, I think, the best of the three with uh, 
Right, the the song of You Can't Pile In. Yep. No, I'm sorry. It, um, we 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 really have to say the name of that song. My love, My is, love like a ripe, ripe is like a ripe, ripe fart. Yes, it that's it needs what I to be say said. to my wife every night. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, that's, that's you guys can enjoy the rules. I'm enjoying the writing, so I mean that's the only there. that's the only reason I have this book here is for that's the writing. That's what's so fun about this whole book, though. Like it's such a win-win-win. Like you win because you enjoy it. Maybe you'll win tons of games and crush tournaments when people don't take it as seriously as they should. And like everyone just enjoys looking at the army. So it's it's basically a gift to everyone when you come. Very much in the spirit of the grandfather. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, though, we. Do you guys have any uh, any styles of builds that you guys would want to do? I know we haven't gone over some of these, but we all know beasts are amazing. Uh, sure. And, it, you know, we don't need to go through every single worst roll. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Go for it. No, no, you, you go for it. So the build I want to run is the nothing starts on the table. You have the Lord of Afflictions with two units of Puscoils. You take Gut Rot, the Glotkin, and a unit of five... Blight Kings, and that's 1990. And nothing starts on the table. Nothing has to come down until turn three. That's dirty. I like that. It's so gross. <laughs> it's the meanest thing ever. <laughs> and I want to lose to it. You know, I, I think if I was to upset my own significant other and suddenly find myself with another whole demon-themed army. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I would probably want to just... Gobble's gonna be potatoes, like start off with a theme, all three of the Magath Lords. And yeah. then just build a cool theme around that. You know, we're like, you know, I'll, I can almost do anything else, maybe some Blight Kings and maybe some like cool flies to drop down, which I do have three of somehow, you know, to you know, do some outflanking. Uh maybe the uh you know, just a big block of plague bearers which never die because of the spell, <laughs> you know, to hold central objectives. Mm-hmm. And I would have a good time with that. Yeah. I mean with with the all drop, do you see it owning board control, or with the all held in reserves, do you see it holding in board control, Charles? I think if everything goes well, like it's a one drop list, I can either put everything down and charge everything in and just hold the entire enemy army in their deployment zone. And then, you know, if Glotkin doesn't make the charge, he has his, his Blight Creek, he's with Puscoils, who will also be in range for his ability. Like, it's a bunch sure. of chances to really just hold them in their zone and do what Nurgle does, which is survive till turn three or four, summon one unit behind them onto an objective, and now you have one more point than the enemy, and you win. True. Yeah. Uh, so I'm coming at this from, uh, I took over a um, Warhammer 40k demon army uh, that we use for streaming, right? And so I don't have any of the mortal heroes or mortal units in our collection. So I've been like trying to fill gaps here and there. But um, what I was kind of excited for was a, uh, a Horticulus Slimex plus... Uh, a bunch of beasts of Nurgle with a core of plague bearers and maybe some plague drones and Nurglings and just sort of really focus on the demons and uh, take that uh, summoning 
sub faction and try and just have like, I got three trees turn one. I'm going to get a free unclean one at some point. Um, you know, uh, and, and really sort of like play up, you know, just have fun with, with all the different types of demon units. That would be delightful. You know, I bet it would work pretty well. It kind of goes back to Matt's point earlier. This is a book you can just build a cool theme into and it has a boy to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, for me, I was thinking of the, um, I had already kind of pointed out like the stuff that I wanted to do, right? Like filth, filth bringers, um, a rot coven and Festus mm-hmm. just because he looks awesome. Uh, and 20 blight Lords and then like fill in the rest, like probably bring a, uh, uh, mulch because you know, whatever Slimex bring mulch. He's pretty cool. Just He's for an extra cool tree. And then, um, like I actually built a list as uh, as I was going through the book today. I was like, "Holy shit, this is a lot of fun!" But like, just twenty blight kings—that's what um, I can't math. That's fifty wounds. It's fifty right. wounds. It's also a thousand uh, points, though. Yeah, but that's fine. Well, that's fine. I'll take it. But now I've got the chance for two of them fighting at once, right? And this is just like the outlying like idea. And then like throw in a tusk oil, right? What? It- Matt, it's uh, it's it's eighty four wounds. It's eighty four wounds. Wait, so what? they're yeah. they're base four, and the champion has five wounds. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's eighty it's eighty four wounds. I can't math. That's well, okay. See, that's even more. It took wounds. me a second. I was listening to you to explaining the rest of the list, and I was like, "Wait a second, hold on, please." <laughs> times four. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even that, like in the end, I probably like I'm all about. Uh, redundancy in my list and Nurgle is like pretty much a re- like based on redundancy, right? You have the redundancy of the mm-hmm. five and up shrug. And, um, you know, I know like it would, it would, it would almost kill me doing it because they're so slow. And I would, this would be like the first time that I would ever be excited about playing a model that doesn't on average go slower than eight inches. <laughs> Like, but like, but the, the, the thing is that it still sounds fun to do like the, the capability there. I could see who would want to charge two units of those knowing that they're both going to fight twice or Mm. before anybody else. Right. And you have to overcommit to kill them. So like that's minimal commitment for an army there. Right. Like there is just an overall leafing factor to the whole book, which is fun. It's like, oh, you're going to have a real fun time hoping you get through all this pain and killing three (laughs) leg bears. (laughs) I like that. It's a great book. (laughs) Yeah. One of the combos that I really am enjoying uh, the idea of, I don't know how really well it plays out, but I like the idea of you take the the Poxbringer, right? Which is the cheapest um, Nurgle, like uh, Demon Wizard. Mm -hmm. The guy with the really big leg. Yes, he does have the really big leg. He is the he to give him the favored poxes, which is a casting value of seven and a range of fourteen. And you pick one enemy unit within range, and until the caster moves, attacks, or makes a casting or binding attempt, uh, or is slain, subtract one from hit and wounds, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. saves for that unit. Super gross. Forgot it's about like, that. I don't give a shit if this guy moves or does anything else. He did his own job, which was to <laughs> debuff that one unit as hard as it's possible to debuff them. What would what would you fill out for the rest of your list, Jack, uh, with your three maggot 
Lords, maggot lords, right? Yeah, maggot lords. Yeah, well, I think it would be a utility kit, to be quite honest. You know, uh, I haven't thought totally through it. Maybe I'll send something post uh, post session, which you guys can look at. You know, for for notes or for fun. But oh, yeah. I think it would be one annoying board control piece. It would be like the big unit, the plague bearers, the twenty. You know, with something to reliably cast the buff spell. It might even just be you know an additional wizard to ensure that you know the the one from the maggot lords can get off. To make sure they always are the three ones. It's gonna be that cool thing, which is the distraction card effects for you gotta charge something, enemy army. Then I'd probably have some deep strikers, you know. I mean, maybe something like a Gutrod Spear, maybe even just some Pusco Blight Lords or some of the flies to be able to come down at different times to mess with movement or expectations of being able to control board space. And then I would use those sorts of pieces, maybe some Blood Kings too, because they're so good at like mulching through units of infantry mm-hmm. to um, make sure that I was able to like have set spots where, you know, like kind of the battle could move around and I could use the, uh, the Magath Lord as like the utility pieces going wherever they needed to be, you know, cause they're small enough, even when they're sort of big monster bases to go kind of like get where they uh, can have an effect, I think. And they're fairly quick. I think they are at about eight inch moves. So they, they satisfy your threshold, Matt, as far as cool units, barely. Those are the only units you can use is cavalry. That's, <laughs> that's all the game really is. Like everybody takes all these other things that aren't supposed to be in the game. It's just cavalry. Just play cavalry. Yeah. But it doesn't move 10 inches. You can't, if you, you can't you play. Take, if you take the three brothers uh, or the three maggot lords, a lord of afflictions, a unit of 20 plague bearers, and two units of minimum blight lords, you're at 1870. So you'd still have 130 points to spare. That's nice. not bad at all. That's some good utility. You can get something funny in there or something unexpected. Maybe even a coalition unit that someone doesn't, you know, know to like or know to hate. Makes up for some of the weaknesses. You can always go uh, the, um, was it Emerald Life Swarm, right? Oh, yeah. No always, one's ever dying. Right? <laughs> just, to, just to really double, rub it in. <laughs> yeah, just really double down on that healing. Bring some dudes back. So... So obviously, you know, you know of, what's more annoying than, than three wound uh, plague bears is three wound plague bears that come back. Yes, <laughs> I might just take the bridge in that case, take the hundred point bridge, and make sure those plague bears are exactly where they need to be turned. <laughs> yeah, are they still four inch move? Yeah, they're four. Oh moves. yeah, yeah. With all the extra command points, you can actually get out of this army. He just flat six yeah, run and not they're, they're running six. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, uh there might be some more creative stuff even than that. Yeah, there's a ton of I don't know. This is very solid book. Very solid. So that being said, like what do you guys think is the uh I don't know, what's gonna what's gonna be the biggest thing that this book is gonna have to deal with? Like because obviously movement is going to be a hard thing for them to beat. Sure. But as yeah, soon as they're on the movement, they're, they're definitely, they're still going to struggle with high armor saves, you know? I mean, like they have mortal wound out, but, mm-hmm. but, um, but in general, most of their things have almost no rend. Yeah. Know, for the most part. Yeah. All of the good rend is on the big heroes or monsters or like the great and clean ones. You only have so many of those. So yeah, your your rank and file are gonna drag those guys down. Um my thought is they're gonna struggle against stuff which can either deal with them more quickly than their attrition catch up, 
you know, or can, or can punch through, you know, to the stuff which makes it all work at range. You know, if there's a key hero or something that they're relying on to get it off. Or, you know, there's not much of it in the game right now, but if more things ignore ward saves, like Sigvald's sword, then that will be a natural counter to them because they're reliant on that for a lot of their resilience. That's a good point. There yeah. was uh, a little bit of a resurgence of, um, what's his name? The vulture dude. Uh, Gobsprack. Yeah, Gobsprack. Stripping those. Yep. Yeah, that could be good. Oh, yeah, yeah that would actually be devastating. Gobsprack, stripping, um, shrugs, and then having him paired up with a couple of the just uh shooting units yep. doubled up with a sledge raker yeah, yeah. oh yep. like a big yeller's army then is a good counter to these guys mm-hmm. probably yeah yeah I, I do think though that the existence of this book is such a good counter to all this other stuff in the meta like i, I was thinking about it after you were talking about your experience at the mox tournament charles mm-hmm. one of these guys with a great army just knew how to use it could have been like oh smush all this stuff doesn't work against me mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you gonna yeah. do yeah. And that should be an int- Hopefully that's a good counter. Um, hopefully we'll see a lot more Nurgle in our area at least. Yeah. Uh, but to your point, Jack, they I mean, do kind of feel like a sleeper off, book. Off the <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it does really feel like kind of a sleeper book a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could be wrong, but I just I have this feeling that you know it's it's one of those things that was under the radar. You know, I don't think people are going to pan it or view it as as outright bad as you know some of like the Gloom Spike gets or the Hidden Knights book or whatever. But like, you know, they're not going to consider it a threat till their armies deteriorated from like <laughs> a bunch of disease points. They poo poo, yeah. and then that's going to win tournaments, and people are going to just change their tune. <laughs> well, and the the other thing too is like the army is very dividing. I would say just from a aesthetic. So like a lot of players out there, like look at Nurgle and they're like, eh, no, it's not for me. It's too gross. Right. So I, I, I don't know if I would see an influx of more players moving to that because of it, because, you know, uh, Stormcast or clean orcs are funny and brutal, but like Nurgle's gross and happy. You have to be a certain kind of demented to really enjoy Nurgle. It's right? true. I'm tempted. I'm tempted, but I've already. Oh yeah, gonna be a 40k orc player. That's really the demographic they're going after. That's so true. (laughs) 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 These guys are a bit behind on the possibilities chart. I do have that 180, 200 zombie army I have assembled, so that has to. (laughs) Oh, you have you have 100 zombies too. I have 200 zombies. Oh, 200. Well, you got me beat there. I, I have 140 skeletons and 120 zombies. Okay. Overall, many more undeads than me, I think. But <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, Well, the great thing is they, they, were, um, they were a purchase from a friend who was like, oh, I love my Vampire Counts army, but I'm never going to play AOS anymore. And I was like, I'm just going to buy these from you, rebase them. And then when you finally get the urge to get back into it, then you'll have it. You can buy them back. And... Now I went through all the process of rebasing square bases for all of those. And Oof. I'm not going to sell them back to him. I'm never, no. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't know you were some <laughs> the kind of living Warhammer saints because. <laughs> no, the, the man hours there is just too much. It's too, too much there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. Well, that, that's what I was going through with these zombies. Not, not to go in too wild a tangent, but you know, I bought all these things in shrewd purchases in eBay over just 
opportunistically many years were super cheap because I'd wanted to make a Warhammer fantasy, like all necromancers wall of undead army and the theme just died. And so sitting in boxes in my closet. And then before I knew it, soul black gravelords are coming out another quick, 40 zombies for not much money. And they're all essentially the same good old plastic ones, which look more like realistic zombies mm-hmm. at a horde, like 180 assembled zombies, 200 assembled zombies, but on square basis. So I took quite a lot of time for a path to glory campaign, just to cleanse my palate from heat nighty things to just play around with them and, and make a themed army. And it was like so many rebasings, just doing that, clip them up the square, glue a little slab on top of the round base, move on to the next one. <laughs> I, I, I think I got through 20 of those before I was like, fuck it. I'm getting the MDF bases. I'm gluing them on top of the MDF bases and I'm clipping the corners. And that's that. That's all I, that's all I do. I mean, I I literally will try to make an oval or something like that to make like an organic stone piece. And I'll glue that piece, you know, onto the whole thing. And and I'm going to cheat with this one. I'm just going to like make the bases getting mossy overgrown, like growth on top of like flagstones. So it's like, Oh, look there. Makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think uh, before we go into too deep a uh, conversation about rebasing 120 zombies, maybe we'll save that for next time. I think we've come to a good place here. Yeah. Yeah, today. I think we've come to a very good place. Absolutely. Uh, anybody guys. have any final thoughts on this Nurgle book before we call it? Uh, Over, only, only like masterly crafted, masterly crafted, overarching, you know, gold leaf thoughts, gold leaf I got statements. One. <laughs> I got one. Okay. I think that for a company that makes as much money and whose stock price has risen as much as it has, Games Workshop has done it again. They've managed to masterfully craft a book where all of the best units are out of stock and not available anywhere in their store. So. <laughs> Great job. Well, that's Please. like the second one in a row, too, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they know what's up. They know Charles, what's up. Charles, you got some? No, no. I. It's it's a green book. I... It's a green book. <laughs> green book. <laughs> I like that. I think we are going to see a lot more of it to come. I think it's got... It's got some teeth. People are sleeping on it. People don't realize what's good. I so, think, uh, Nurgle's gonna gonna hit him where it hurts. I think it's gonna be another one of those army. I think it's gonna be another the same thing that it was actually, uh, or what it became um, from the last book, which is like it's this solid, dependable book that. Um, Players that are dedicated to it are going to find ways to punch so far above their weight with it that a lot of people sure. won't even see what hits them when it when it happens. And yeah, um, it feels it feels like a Nurgle book. And I remember our last conversation Miles and I were having was like, this has to this has to feel like a Nurgle book. If it if it mm-hmm. falls down and falls flat like the stormcast book which is just cut and dry right like then it's going to be a huge disappointment but like it really feels like there's they've 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 put a ton of work into a small amount of models um that apparently we can't buy (laughs) right um god forbid we actually get our hands on any of these things 
I think it's the best written book of the three so far in terms of like internal balance and like what you can do with it. Yeah, and cohesion and yeah, different uh, combos that are interesting and also feel very reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Nothing feels like, well, what? So, yeah, I like yeah. it. Absolutely. <laughs> Damn, I got to like clear it. a space in my display case. Shut up, oh, man. Um, <laughs> knock down that wall. I get another case. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. Um, cool. Well, thanks for thanks for coming and talking with us. And yeah. Thanks. Thanks to thanks to you, Jack, and thanks to you, Charles, for for joining us uh, yeah. this year podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Hope you had a good time. Oh, and uh, thanks to everybody for listening all the way to the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this was a this was a good long one, but uh, hopefully it was a good one for you guys as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this was a lot of fun. Thank you both for coming on, and um, we're we're always strikes last. We're we're striking yeah. Yeah. last, striking on the, striking last with our podcast, striking last. Yeah, always. <laughs> Wherever you see us, we'll be striking last. Always. <laughs> with the last word <laughs> yeah. thanks guys looking forward to it again soon